Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Good morning and welcome to the Mowers Club brought to you by Toro Mowers. Adam Peacock and Nick Davis with you. Nicholas, good morning. Mowers, it's all the (laughs) engines have been started. Yesterday there was. Oh, there was. I know that for you. Casa del Monavale. I'll tell you what though. (laughs) Yeah. Need to read the bylaws about some... Whippersnippering. Safety equipment. I need the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar goggles on, I Mason think. Mason Cox goggles I nearly for our listeners. Little, uh, little nick on the, the old forehead here. It's big enough. It's that the, um, <laughs> A little a, rock. I just went with the whippersnapper and I went ding and I went bang. And I was, oh, what was that? Like Wooshka. Dropping a rock in Stanford here. Plenty of it to hit. That... The greens were freshly mowed with the Toros out at Barton Ridge yesterday afternoon. It was oh, beautiful. Yes. Yeah, you scheduled post on a Friday oh, afternoon with oh. your golf. <laughs> when I can get out there. Is it the same shot that you've done? Like, just, no. you did once, like a promo visit, and now every Friday you just post. No, but that's when I play. That's when I can get out there. Different. Now. Up, uh, morning, Gibber. G'day, guys. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. started early, yeah. <laughs> yeah just chiming in before the introduction. Sorry about that, guys. Good week, Gibber. Yeah, great week. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, it's always funny. I'm sure you get the same when you guys wake up on a Saturday. You're like, oh. You look outside, you're like, oh. But then you get here and you're like, oh. <laughs> no, nah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Man, I've got, I got too many children going in different directions to even co- contemplate doing anything other than rushing in here to just you get you know, away from focus, it all. Get, yeah. yeah. I can't wait for that. Can't wait to um, run away from my life and go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning to the Peacock household. Morning, Rach, if you're listening. Morning, guys. <laughs> morning, kids. <laughs> Hope you're feeling good about yourselves. <laughs> and morning, everyone else listening on uh, SEN 1170 in Sydney, 1620 on the Gold Coast. And, of course, all our listeners on SENQ flying up there in the greater Brisbane metro- metropolitan area. 0457736736. The Brisbane sporting community. <laughs> How are you feeling this morning? Uh, what was it at, at about halfway through the night? I think it was about 120 to 30, was it, on the combined scoreboard at the Gabba and Suncorp Stadium? Brisbane got flogged by Melbourne. Absolutely pizzled. Both. <laughs> what? Good morning. <laughs> oh, Let us know how you're feeling up there. Exactly. Uh, if you're listening to the SEN app or the Mowers Club podcast through Apple, Spotify and all the usual places you get your podcasts from, and text on the text line 0457 736 736. And the open line is open for one man and one man only. <laughs> last week we had the sweep. So this is a this is a double banger here because last week we had the sweep. Rooster Man has won the sweep after drawing Al Maria, who were playing Real Madrid, to score the earliest goal in the opening weekend of La Liga. And Al Maria did it after six minutes. Fantastic effort, Rooster Man. But you're only getting your cash 
one way. If we were two hundred from Top Sport, <laughs> we run this by HR. Yeah, we let to do this. HR doesn't work on Saturdays. We do. We're Gibbo, a, we're a rule to ourselves. Just remind us: the only reason Rooster Man gets his cash is how. Rooster Man, you pick up that phone and you call in. And the reason being, last <laughs> weekend you went on a first date, and we didn't hear from you. But we want to know how it went. We want to know if you took my advice. So please, Rooster Man, I know you'll be listening either not now. We'll do it every 20 minutes. We'll call out until you call in. And let us know exactly what went down wow. with the date. And did you have a double win? Details. Last we need weekend. all the details. <laughs> what you were wearing, what she was wearing. Was there any poetry like Ryan Giggs written? Anyone see that through the week? Could be making an appearance in Yenar. Yeah, nah. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's just leave that. <laughs> I can only say half the poem, though. Oh. It's, it's that long. And, well, uh, yeah, it's an interesting piece of literature from Ryan Giggs to his former partner. Anyway, coming up with the show, we're going to preview um, the NRLW season launched through the week. So it's the second NRLW season this season after last season got delayed and played earlier this season. And then they're having the proper 2022 season coming up starting next week. Makes sense. NRL.com senior reporter Alicia Newton will join us. Starts today. Starts today. Sorry. Sorry. Today. today. And then, sorry, I got ahead of myself because the first ever piece of sport that's played on the new Allianz Stadium will be... An NRLW match. Uh, and we're going to hit across the Dutch because I'm fascinated by this story, Gibbon. You're across your rugby union. One of the big sporting teams in the world are on the verge of implosion and have been for a while, but the implosion got kind of dewired last week by the All Blacks winning in South Africa. Their coach, Ian Foster, is still under the pump. We'll have Laura McGoldrick join us to explain that and a few other things that's going on over there, Gibbo. Yeah, it's it's such a They were hoping they lost, one. weren't they? They were. The whole it, country it was, was hoping. Those, yeah. It was one of those <laughs> weird occasions where you think it's the greater good for your team for the coach to go. Yeah. Uh, Scott Robinson, who's the Crusaders coach, he's the break dancer. The dancing man. He, he sort of built a bit of a dynasty down there. And the Crusaders always win big games. All the best players coming through play for the Crusaders. Where Ian Foster was sort of... NZRU's next man up. Uh, it hasn't really worked. Players haven't been getting picked. And, yeah, they thought, you know what, if they go over to South Africa and lose 2-zip, then he'll be gone. But, yeah, the script got flipped. They won. And Ian Foster got the uh, the dreaded full support of the board Ooh. up until the next World Cup. So I'm pretty fascinated to hear what our Lord Goldrick has to say. Wow. Wow. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll, we can review. We'll oh. just have a little chat about Alistair Clarkson and that. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> Google Essendon Football Club and put it on news if you want to learn how to kind of beautiful stuff your own club up a little bit. Anyway, as mentioned last night, Melbourne absolutely gave it to Brisbane, 60-12 to 12 in the end. Before that, the North Queensland Cowboys against the Q and the Rack Warriors, 48-4. Uh, Unfortunately for the Warriors, the end of the season cannot come quick enough. Uh, the Cowboys very good before the finals in Melbourne. I thought they were gone, Davo. I thought, put a fork in them yep. a month ago, defensively all over the shop, and yep. all of a sudden, without Pappenhausen, without some of their best players, they've come alive again. Yeah. Uh, once to the fullback. Wow. Such it, a good. Oh, what happens? It's one of those ones where, you're like, oh, 
does he just play six because Pappenhausen's there and you just get all the best players in? But once Pappenhausen went out, he was able to go back to fullback and he's been um, oh. king. How good is um, Nelson Asafa Solomona? So Felice Cafusi, uh, he's been on like personal leave because mm. I think he's an uh, old man, he's a uh, crook. Yeah. Uh, but Nelson Asafa Solomona has been playing second row and he's going, been going up against halfbacks. And last night he went up against <laughs> poor Ezra Mam, who has played a handful of first grade games. He's 19 years old and Nelson ran over yeah. the top of him quite a few yeah. times. But even Nick Meaney, they're just it's like yeah. modelly yeah, when you just get the, the the young giant up against system, the system. It's kid. always it's always very very fraught with danger to 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 bet against system. And the Melbourne Storm system has been proven for a long time. But I was talking to Jason Riles about Nelson Solomona, and Riles was like, oh, when he come in, he <clears throat> being the Ford's coach there, he wanted to get a little bit of a pass and a bit of footwork, and he just goes, mate, <laughs> can you just go and stand in front of that mirror, <laughs> yeah. have a look at the size of yourself. Run hard and run straight and run over people, and that's what he does. Did yes. you see, though? I think his uh, flick pass license might be revoked. It was, <laughs> you, uh, did you see, uh, Broncos only try they scored. It was Nelson is off Solomona. They just got the ball. He just did this bad flick pass out the back, <laughs> goes back five metres, Xavier Coates, then throws an intercept try. But mm. Nelson. Yeah, Nelson. I'd, yeah, you'd, there are a few things in sport I'd like to do less than try and tackle that bloke. It uh, wouldn't be a fun experience. Him, come on, Kamitha. Well, like, thank you. I mean, there's a question in there: who the person you would least like full pelt to run at you? Run it straight. Would it be Nelson or would it be Junior Barlow? Text on the text line: oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who is the last person on earth you want to play a game of run at me's at with? <laughs> run it straight. Run it straight. It, it called run. We call it run at me's. You run, it run, straight. Straight. run it 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 straight. Did you have tackle bull rush? Yes. Yes. That, yeah. That's still around? Tackle, tackle Bull Rush? Well, tackle Bull Rush is making its way back into the Sydney Swans Academy curriculum. <laughs> it is. It is. Because there's no... These young kids at school that I coach now, there's no reason to be tough at school. None. None. Everyone's protected. Everyone is protected. To be the tough guy, king of the playground, no, it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So Which is probably good. Like, up. But there's no just bashings. No, it's not, it's not... You're not going around, but... What do schools say? Oh, no, no footballs at lunchtime because if is branding's bad, uh, bad um, no, banned. No teachers' agility and awareness. <laughs> so the Nick Davis coaching <laughs> curriculum includes tackle ball rush, tackle ball rush, brandings, brandings. What else? Duck duck goose, <laughs> duck duck goose. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of instead of a, like a absolutely t- tub in the head, it's a, like a massive crow peck. No, it? The last one is always a crow peck. <laughs> the goose is always a crow peck. And then you're off, and that's speed and agility as well. <laughs> Brilliant, love it, yeah. love it. Uh, last night, speed and agility from Melbourne Demons. Ooh. I mean, the scoreboard in the end reads 115 to 57, but it, at one stage it looked like it could be a 150 point gap mm. between the two. So the D's have come alive again just before the finals, yep. and the Brisbane Lions. It looks like that their limitations have been exposed again. Yep. Yeah, they've just they had their opportunity a couple of years ago. They've tried to add some. Uh, I think it's maybe a little refresh. I, I don't think there'll be a bottom out from the Brisbane Lions. Look, they're still in it. Um, mm-hmm. See where they end up this year. It might be a little refresh there with um, with a few players. Hopefully not someone that plays key forward for Sydney Swans. Cricket going well for England. Uh, South Africa win the first test by an innings and 12 runs. Oh, baseball. Baseball. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It was What's a- it called when they get flogged? Oh, uh, <laughs> 
Mott Ball. <laughs> Matt Mott, the English uh, white ball coach. But that was the first time that England have batted first. So in the last four matches Ooh. where Brendan McCullum was coaching, they had chased down. And they chased down really good scores. They got to a point last night where they were they were like five for 60-odd and they were still behind 100 runs. And Stuart Broad and Ben Stokes were at the crease. And this Baz ball of attacking cricket mm. just it couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. And that South African pace lineup of Rabada and Geedy and Norkia, like they'll be in Australia at the end of the year. And it's looking pretty good for a great series. It is. Absolutely. It's looking pretty good for Adam Scott, by the way, at uh, the BMW Championship. So it's the second of the FedEx Cup events. It is. The big money events. <clears throat> Cameron Smith uh, not playing. He's got a hip injury. But Adam Scott oh, leads by one shot at the halfway mark, which is good to uh, good to see. It's been a while, hasn't it, Nick, for uh, Scott? It has been. Who's two back? Have a quick look. Who's two back? Oh, let me guess. Rory? Yeah. Yeah. He... Um, he served you well at the British Open. Oh, you want to revisit that? That was a punish. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard watch. Uh, that was, uh, Adam Scott, very good. Yep. Very, very good. He's, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about it in the weekend review. The it's, it's all happening over there on the BGA Tour. Tiger Woods <laughs> had a murder meeting with everyone. Went into crackheads, didn't he, basically? Yeah, he did. And a lot of the reports coming out, there's um, he sort of let everyone have a go at the start, and then eventually Tiger Woods took the floor. <laughs> and everyone shut up. Great point, great point, <laughs> great point. But <laughs> I'm Tiger Woods. I turned down 800 million. Listen to me. But <clears throat> players in that room at the start of their career or halfway through their career who have got one hundredth of what he's got in the bank, I think it's ah. Oh, he's got more than he goes into those meetings, not just flashing his banky. You know, he's got. Yeah, but he's coming from a position of absolute. Is he security. putting them in uh, he's himself in their shoes? Security. Mm. I don't know. No one was in to. that meeting, but anyway, uh, Cincinnati WTA event. Ola Tomljanovic uh, lost in her quarterfinal this morning. Kyrgios got knocked out early in that tournament. So it's the third event, fourth event in a row for Nick. Early in the tournament. Knocked out, but uh, Medvedev is still going on that one. I reckon he will win that particular event in Cincy, the main lead-up event to the US Open. Now for a frothing, yeah. frothing update from Gibbo. What's Gib- going on in Tahiti, Gibbo, the surfing? Well, I'm going to try and Oops. do this absolute non-surf talk and try and do it professionally. Okay, I'm going to count the surf talk. Try and do it. <laughs> try and do yeah. it like you're reviewing a yeah. play. A play, okay. Well, I've never been... Oh, I know I have been to one play. With extended um, English literature. So the big headline would yeah. be Nathan Hedge. He Your mate. Like, my, yes, I can Bruce, but I'm not going to Bruce because this is a non-surf talk and this is a play review. Okay, go. Nathan Hedge uh, from North Narrabeen. Yep. He was on the tour in the 1990s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. He got an event wild card. Now, usually the event wild cards, they take on the highest seeded surfers. So The most established the, of the stars. The most established of the stars. Now, the most established star this year is the world number one, Felipe Toledo. Mm-hmm. Nathan Hedge beat him. Mm-hmm. And then next up, he took down Australia's probably best chance at a world title this year, Jack Robinson from WA. Not Jack Robbo. Not Jack Robbo, Jack Robinson, or, mm-hmm. or Jay Robbo, as some people would call him, but There's I'm one. not me. Yep. So, yeah, Nathan Hedge, he went down on four... Uh, see, I just got into my groove. Nathan did, Hedge, did. Uh, he lost Dude. this morning to Brazilian Kyle Abelli. 
Mm-hmm. So he is knocked out. So we're up to the semi-finals in the men's side of things. Uh, Corley Vast, he's a local Tahitian. He is in the semi, and he'll take on Kelly Slater now. You, you, I think a lot of people know Kelly Slater. He's, what, 48, 49 now. He's still competing on the world stage. I, I don't know. I do believe he's reached the half century. The half century. So he's put the bat up, has he? I think he has. I think he has. Okay, there you go. Well, so he's 50. But well, yeah. what other sport would a 50-year-old be able to dominate or not dominate or compete at the highest level like that? Golf. Car, uh, car racing? Golf. Golf, yeah. yeah. Who, who have we got? Who's Tiger Woods? Old? <laughs> is, that, is he 50 competing, is he? Phil, Phil's nearly 50. Phil? He won the PGA last didn't, year. Um, didn't Tiger Woods at the British Open miss the cut? Oh, yeah, well, he couldn't walk. He couldn't walk. He could have, oh, yeah. I, I was, no, Tiger, 50 in, in Jack Nicholas won a Masters at 46. Here. Okay, yeah. sorry. Sorry, this is a... Greg player. Norman nearly won a uh, British Open. Remember when he, he had Chrissy Everett walking <laughs> around and they were so in love? And Anyway, happy days. Yeah, yeah. So Kelly Slater will be in the semi-final coming up in the next half an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got two Brazilians in the other semi-final. Why this event is important is because it's the last event of the year. Now, all the surfers are trying to get into the top five mm-hmm. on the men's and the women's side so they can go and compete in the finals day in a month's time. Uh, for the Australians, it looks like Jack Robinson is our best chance. And on the women's side, Steph Gilmore is our What are the waves like? The waves yesterday were, um, were cracking. There you go. That was, it was, yesterday was the best day of professional surfing of the year. Unfortunately, today is not as good, and mm. we are running the most important parts of this surf competition. Ooh. So the prevailing swell has somewhat dissipated. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh That's not exactly a surfing term. Can you quickly, really quickly, just give us that Nathan Hedge story at Narrabeen? I think the okay. I think yeah. the listeners need to hear this. Okay, so this is like a this is Bruce Free. This is a bruising card. Bruising card. Bruising card handed card, over. Yeah. And this is surf talk like you've never heard surf talk before. Okay, so I wanted to say it off the top of the story, but anyway, uh, North Narrabeen, <laughs> Nathan Hedge is from there. It's a Big, long left-hand point break. Yeah. So the wave comes from the left to the right. It's about a 200-metre wave now. Nathan Hedge is from here. One day, me and my mate were surfing, but we were surfing on the shore break. Yeah. It's on the inside, so it's about 200 metres away from where the start of this wave was. And Nathan Hedge has caught this wave, and he has gone to absolute town on it. Yeah. Everyone's watching because he, he's the best surfer on yeah. the whole beach by far. Me and my mate, we're surfing the shorey, sort of getting like barrels on the sand and getting smashed. So anyway, he catches this wave all the way down the point. He sees us and he's like, oh, what are you boys doing down here? And we're like, oh, we're just trying to get a few like few waves on the sandbank here. And he looks at me and my mate and he says, oh, you guys are just a couple of tube pigs. <laughs> and then paddles off and we're just like, oh, okay, tube pigs. So yeah, Nathan. There's a term in of endearment as well, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, oh, of course. Go. Like, you know, he was like laughing. He was like, good on you. He was like, oh, maybe I'll stay down here. Like, no, 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 no. It's all right. <laughs> you can go. You can go. Up. But, yeah, good to see him doing well. We're off and running on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Back in a moment, we'll check in with our man Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. It's time to check in with our man uh, from topsport.com.au, Tristan Merlihan. And uh, Tristan, there are decisions in life which are wrong and there are decisions in right that are unbelievably right. And I reckon last Sunday I ventured into the latter, did I not, by you, you, not getting to Cuspar Stadium to watch Manly play Gold Coast. 
Yes, Adam, that was uh, probably one of the most disappointing moments of my week, and uh, just the, I would have uh, I would have absolutely loved to have uh, showed you the uh, Gold Coast hospitality for the first Titans win in uh, ten ten weeks. So you definitely made a very very good call there, and uh, yeah, well done. It was very disappointing from my from my end. So even when you win, you lose up there. <laughs> when you win, exactly right. You I reckon. There might have been a little wager on a streaking activity, but there you dodge that. But anyway, there's always next year, so. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, Lord, quickly, there's already been a payout at topsport.com.au, a first goal scorer this morning. Absolutely, there's been a big payout. Uh, Robin Merlihan, the, uh, she was 50 to 1 first goal scorer <laughs> in the under 8 netball, playing defence, and uh, a late coaching move from the uh, the coach might have got a little text to say send her up front. And yeah, big plunge paid off. She was the first and only goal scorer for St Hilda's there this morning. So very, very happy. Boom. The, She'll have to go to the disco more. <laughs> hang on, hang on. She's Next. gone disco into first goal scorer. She's really taking after Uncle Dicky. <laughs> Uncle Dicky, oh yeah. Well, we, we've we've got the uh, got the, the the training plan in place. So yeah, she's done very very well. Back the bus up. She plays netball, and it was the only one. To yes, score? yes, I, I, I did, uh, did check that. They're actually, uh, they, uh, they've had a slow start to the season, the girls, but that might be the missing, missing potion. My potion might be uh, Robin playing up front because yes, the first and only goal scorer. It was a, it was a handy double there for, uh, for St Hilda's. So, they've, uh, they've, they've, had a, they've had a tough day, the girls, but they, she, she certainly performed above expectation. Oh, well, um, better than say a Brisbane Bronco <laughs> or a Brisbane Lion in that part of the world. What about that? <laughs> I know, I know. It's uh, it was a very tough, uh, tough night for the other uh, Brisbane fans. The uh, the Lions in particular, they were blown for, blown out from the get go, and then I thought Brisbane were in the game till about the thirtieth minute mark, and then didn't that turn? Wow, it was a uh, dominant performance by Melbourne, and um, I, I I've, I've got to uh, shake my head. I, I wrote the Storm off about three weeks ago. I thought they were gone, and haven't they turned it around in the last three weeks? It yeah. shows what Mr Bellamy can do. Absolutely. Any shift in the the Premiership markets there? Look, Melbourne might have shifted in in the AFL. It was it was a big win in terms of getting to second and the the percentage. It it could have been look if the Swans can get the job done against St Kilda tomorrow. Uh, second v third Swans versus Melbourne in Sydney. Now it could be the opposite. Yeah, it's it's a massive weekend for a lot of teams uh, just to to finalise where they sit in this ladder because I think more than any other year it's going to be very important those finishing positions as you touch on. And there was a massive move whether the Cats were two dollars sixty favourites before yesterday. They've drifted out to three dollars. The Demons have gone four dollars eighty into three twenty five. So, just to get into that top four is huge. The Swannies there, third pick, five dollars fifty. Collingwood eleven, but the biggest drifter, the Lions have gone from eight dollars out to twenty to one oh. after that loss there on the uh, on the weekend. So a massive, a massive blow. Yeah. So that Melbourne shift is off the basis of that. It was looking at the start of this round if. If it was true to form, Melbourne would win and Sydney will hopefully win against St Kilda, finish second, play Melbourne at the SCG in that qualifying final. Now it looks like it's going to flip and the Demons will play potentially the Swans at the MCG in that qualifying final. So that's where that big shift in money has come from. Yeah, definitely. And and even there was a, the, the Demons were slight underdogs on that Friday night game yeah. where they there was a good chance if they lost that game, or if they lost that game, they were going to finish outside of the top four. So yeah. I, I still think Sydney are uh, a chance of, if they can get a big win there against the Saints, they're definitely still a chance of pinching that home ground advantage. So still a lot of eyeballs on that game uh, tomorrow. So keep an eye on that. Have the calculators out. We might uh, get uh, Dickie to, to pop up a, a score-by-score play on Twitter oh, yeah. just to keep I'll, everyone I'll posted of what, of what's yeah. required. I'll do that. I'll, uh, I'll take the top sport handle and 
I'll take it. I'll be. I'm a great mathematician. How did your super multi go last week? I don't know, know, but I had massive FOMO because the games of footy last night were atrocious. So I did flick over on KO to the darts and I, at Wollongong, and I had a massive FOMO. Mm. Massive. <laughs> How did he go? Do you remember, Tristan? No, 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 Joy. I've got a big no return on this um, this (laughs) clip, unfortunately. So there was was no result. But we've still got over 6,000 in the kitty. So I think there might be a... uh, We'll see if if you can bounce back as well, Adam, with the goal scorers. I assume that's where you're going to head to. Or Philip Coutinho and his short legs, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) He had a tap in, but his leg was like like six inches too short, unfortunately. So... Uh, and the ball went flying by, and that would have been another one, second in a row. So I'll just have to get back to basics, I think, Tristan, and um, stop some horse at Randwick this afternoon. So Group One racing, uh, <laughs> returns today racing. as well. All the all the owners are getting a bit nervous now that they hear the attention shifting from football to horse racing. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll get the pins out ready for a scratching. But good luck when, whenever that occurs. It is an actual gear change now. It's notified <laughs> by the stewards. Once Adam gives his tip around quarter past eleven, it's yeah. a gear change. Blinkers on, blinkers off. Peacock on first time. <laughs> <laughs> Horse blows in market like Brisbane Lions. Anyway, uh, Tristan, we'll touch base later in the show uh, for a full look at today's racing and footy and also have our stupid multis as well. Sounds good talk then, guys. Tristan Mellahan from topsport.com.au. Back in a moment with a week in review. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. Oh, and there's the rock smacking me in the face again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shock. Did you say, here we go, here we go, to like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. right attention, Adam's yeah, this about is to my make bit. a joke. I'm, <laughs> about, to I'm about to make a funny. <laughs> Josh. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Not good. Not good. No. Rock in the face. For the next three minutes, you're thinking, far out. If that was in the eye, it was. Well, Mo was out be there. be a pirate. Mo was out there. We probably haven't grasped, uh, we, we haven't graced the lawns for a little while. So mm. there needs to be. A bit of surveying of the land I'm before not you go fit. out there. You're not. <laughs> no. And the lawn's not lawn fit. No. Little rocks and stuff there that wouldn't normally be there. Little weeds coming through. Exactly. Got to get the weed and feed out. Exactly. That's what I've been told. A little tip for everyone this morning. Next two to three weeks is all about the weed and feed before you start fertilizing. Weed and feed. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to fertilize weed. No. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> no. Especially in those <laughs> well... Humidified, no. well lit greenhouses. So we've got a bit of no, sun. We, we, we do have some. We, we do have some. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, comment. Because uh, we've got a bit of sun coming up. We do. If you get out there, hit it with the weed and feed. Yeah. And then we'll get a bit of rain and then we can fertilize. We can this, do all that business. This is our week in review, though, about some of the big sporting stories of the week. Not much has happened. No. Uh, can, can we just leave the Kalen Ponga thing alone? <laughs> Okay. Enough talked Enough. about it this week? Yeah, Cool. Done. Play on. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Gibbo? You happy with that or are you not happy with that? No, no, that's good. I just love when, you know, you, and I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing. I will say, you're better off saying nothing than lying. There you go. Good advice, Nick. Oh, good advice. Preaching to the deep preaching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're better off saying nothing than lying. <laughs> Add that to the ask for forgiveness, not permission, and mm. rehab is for quitters. Nick's rules on life. NRL grand final to stay in Sydney for this year only as yep. a guarantee. The Super Bowl style 
auctioning off process looks like it's part of the near future for yep. the NRL, the grand final. Now, I will say this, that <laughs> it's super style, Super Bowl style in name only because Super Bowl can choose about 15 venues around America. I reckon the NRL can only choose three. Okay. Where? Sydney. Yep. Brisbane. Yep. Auckland. Melbourne. Why would you take it to Melbourne? Perth. And play on a circle pitch. <clears throat> Perth. Why would you take it to Perth? People. Yeah. State of Origin's been at the MCG. That is a stupid comment. State of Origin is different. How? Is it a different field? Because more three, people. It's three games. Three. Three versions of it a season. Cares. You bonehead. What does that make? It? Stupid comment. <laughs> you're a stupid you're, comment. You're a stupid man. Why would, you play, here? why would you not play it at the MCG? Oh, it's a bad ground to watch footy at, yes. But if we're going to take State of Origin, which is our showpiece event in the NRL, then take no, the grand not. final there too. Yes, yes, the grand is. final's the showpiece oh, event. We know your thoughts we know on State we put, of Origin. Man, we're already man. talking about Tommy T getting yeah. back to State of Origin next year. <laughs> I don't want Tom Turbo to go on the World Cup tour. Why? Because he'll get hurt. We need him for Manly next year. We need him for Origin. He's played like 20 games but, in... Two years, anyway. Uh, well, he'll get injured again next yeah, year. We'll have yeah. this discussion yeah. again next year. But, yeah, why not Perth? Perth, 40,000. MCG, 100,000. 60,000. Mm. But do you think, though, if the grand final was to be in Melbourne, would the NRL sell it out? Absolutely. Yeah, they'd really? sell it out. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah I yeah. think they would. We'll play on. Like, if we're going to go to the... If the, if the NRL grand final was at the MCG, would it sell out? And then if on that same well, argument... We all agree it's going well, to. No, I want people to text in <laughs> yeah. and say yes or no. That same argument me. as well, though, uh, Eden Park in New Zealand isn't like a square stadium no, as well. No, it's not. It, it, it is sort of circular too. But look, if we're going the highest bid up, who goes? We'll take it anywhere. But I sort of think it could should just stay either in Suncorp or New South Wales. Well, what's the preference of... what? The NRL when they're is, is was is dollars. Do they want the best viewing spectacle at the venue? Do they want the most people at the venue, or do they want it to look best on television? Is it? Well, do you need to be in a heartland? My my opinion is or you need heartland. to be in a heartland. Why? The the only reason the AFL went to the grand final in Brisbane was because they couldn't have it anywhere mm-hmm. else. That's the only reason. Not in a million years they'd do that again. No chance. No. They took it to Perth and they were happy with that because that's a heartland of AFL footy. Same with Adelaide, same with Melbourne. I I can't fathom why you'd want to. If the AFL didn't have the MCG as in, I think they would go on the on the tour. But that's that's like saying if there wasn't such thing as a Santa Claus, it's the there'd be someone else. It's the the MCG holds the thing. Yeah, no, no. So, so growing up, growing up as a that's not even a AFL player. You know that if you play in a if, in a state club, if you if you're from Port Adelaide, if you're from West Coast, if you're from Brisbane, you play the grand final at the MCG. Yeah, but what you're saying is that if it wasn't at the MCG, it would be taken away. That's like saying if it wasn't Christmas Day on December 25, it would be on a different day. Well, it's not. It's on December twenty-five. It's not changing. Mm. That's that's here for the rest of life. I, I I get what the NRL are doing. I don't mind if I think it's great that um, Brisbane can host a grand final. It deserves to. It's as much a rugby league state as New South Wales is. Absolutely. And if they want to take it somewhere where there is already a set down big audience for rugby league, Auckland's an option. I just don't see the point in taking it to somewhere where 
But it's not it, a heartland. But if it would sell out... Take your origin games there. That's fine. Well, why is it different? Because the grand final is the showpiece. The state, of, state of origin is very, very good. It's up there. But it's not the be-all and end-all. The reason... <laughs> I know there's three games of origin, but what makes more coin? I don't know. Origin. Origin. Without a doubt. Yeah, because there's three. But I divided by it. three, would it make more than the NRL grand final? I don't know. What about tourism? People would go. NRL marketing department, text in on 0457 736 736. What makes more money? The MCG would sell out. It would. It would, yeah. 100,000. 100, Fantastic. You'd have AFL line markings all over the thing from the day before. It can be the week before, though. True. Yeah. Oh, how good would that be? What? Weekend in Melbourne. Oh. Weekend in Melbourne. Oh. The ultimate weekend. And go doink, doink. AFL Grand Final Double Saturday. <laughs> Turnbull NRL. Stakes Day on the Saturday <laughs> after <laughs> into NRL Grand Final. If he, if you went the week, but what if you went AFL Grand Final on Saturday, NRL Grand Final Sunday night at the MCG? Doink, doink. Oh. Double down. And maybe Double even down. have Turnbull Stakes on Saturday the, Sunday. The, no, Sunday the Sunday. Sunday on the Sunday. And then maybe play a bit of golf on the Saturday morning. Oh. And then come home about three weeks later. Junk with, it. With no money and a divorce. Junk it. Great. Oh, speak for yourself. You can't get divorced, can you? Not <laughs> if you've done it once. <laughs> Alistair Clarkson is the new coach of the North Melbourne Kangaroos. He now, is. this has been, if you're not across this story, it, it is really interesting, even if you're not an AFL footy fan. This has been a complete circus because he's the most wanted man going around. And he had two options, it seemed, on the table. GWS Giants, North Melbourne, Skippy the Bush Kangaroos. Correct. And he then, about a week ago, he said no to GWS, maybe two weeks ago. So it looked like North Melbourne. Then out of nowhere, yep. this oh. dysfunctional mob from Essendon. So they were going. Proud, successful yep. club who about a decade ago went through a few issues, mm-hmm. which we'll get to. Which mm-hmm. Kevin Sheedy, uh, no, which a North Melbourne um, legend brought up yes, through the week, administrator. Yes. So Essendon all of a sudden come out of nowhere and say, hey, Clargo, go over here. Wasn't quite out of nowhere. So Essendon had struggled at the start of the year. Some people had dipped them to win the, the premiership. They'd struggled. Then they went on a bit of a tear. They won, I think, four in a row. Mm. And everyone is like, oh, yeah, Ben Rutten's safe. He's turned it around. Ben Rutten's a current He's coach. He's the current coach of Essendon. He's been there for a couple of years. He has. We're safe. We're, the path forward is there. Then they hit <laughs> a massive couple of speed humps mm. and went back to pre four wins in a row and went, oh, oh. We're no good again. We're no good again. Oh, mm. shine out the bat symbol, see if we can get Clark out here quickly. Which then puts Ben Rutten in a real nasty spot. But at the same time, they were going through this board spill. Yes. Change in president. The president in AFL clubs is be all and end all type mm-hmm. thing. You know, they're the figurehead, if you like. And then word gets out early last week Ben Rutten is gone. All the media are reporting it, but he's not gone. It's because the board haven't worked out what to do, mm-hmm. that they don't have the backup. If they go to Clarkson and say, how about it? And then if he turns around and says no, well, they've got nowhere else to go. So they don't sack Rutten. Correct. Yet. Yes. And all the while, Alistair Clarkson's going, why on earth would I want to shack up with this mob yeah. <laughs> if they're so dysfunctional? And I think he's, he spoke 
this week to it, saying that it was out of courtesy that he would mm. that he listened to their offer, mm. their initial offer this week. But he was a long way down the track with North or GWS, and eventually he goes across the line and goes to North Melbourne, Correct. who are struggling, big style, but they've got a very young, as they say in AFL circles, list. Yep. so they've got some really yep. good draft picks. So, so and... what this does for North now, it, it takes them off the back page for. Two years. Yeah. No Next pressure. Day. Two years. Let them build. Yep. What did Ron Joseph say oh. about Clarkson? <laughs> it's probably the quote of the week. <laughs> he's, and it's gone. So he's long-term North, North Melbourne, Melbourne administrator, North Melbourne man to his bone, bones. And there was something of the lines of, why would Alistair Clarkson follow the money out to Essendon? No. It was a little more yeah, forthright than I, that. I'll say it. Careful. He says, well, he said it, so it's like it. we're not yeah, we're just reporting spouting it. rumour. He goes, why would Alistair Clarkson follow the drug money out to Tullamarine? That's Tullamarine. near where... That's their new Essendon facility. So drug money being the, the case that Essendon were embroiled in the Stephen Dank brouhaha of a few years ago. Essendon obviously really caught up in that. So Ron Joseph's not only said, ha ha, we've got our man, but here, have this on the way out. Real kick in the guts. Yeah, why would you like, why would you go there with Kevin Sheedy looking over your shoulder? Yeah. Da, da, da. Mm. Well, fun story. Fun story. Fun story. Live Golf is expected to announce at least five new big name signings as soon as the FedEx Cup playoffs are over, which is in a couple of weeks. And this story out of Golf Monthly. Who are the five, do you reckon? It does look like Cameron Smith. Smith. Mark Leishman. Apparently another one. Leishman. Do you reckon Adam Scott would go? I don't reckon. Is a decky gone? A decky? I reckon it's a decky. Yeah. If they if if the live golf can tap into that Japanese golf market. A decky Matsuyama Masters winner. Yeah. It's it, I reckon it's a decky. Cam Deki. Smith, a decky Matsuyama. And a couple of Americans thrown in. More. Not a Northern Irishman? No, absolutely. He'd be not. the last man. He'd, He'd be, be the, the one to turn the lights I'll out. I'll be playing PGA. against him soon. I'll all even. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> like Nick's not here. He's actually on the PGA Tour now because everyone's joined Live Golf. But if this keeps on happening, it ends up that the PGA Tour will have, oh, you know, five marquee names left. Mm. Six. It's like, mm. yeah, and they'll have a lot of young, really talented players emerging. Yeah, great. But and not the leaderboard, names. the leaderboard. The leaderboard at the last at the St Jude Classic showed that it was none of the big names. They didn't play well because it, the for the FedEx Cup it's a it's a four week yeah. tournament thing, so they're not really wound up for the first week. But the the leaderboard at the St Jude Classic showed a lot of you know, up and coming players, and they and they are there. But golf is the they want the big names. Majors is the key. If majors the, the majors the turn around and say. Live golf, you can't play at our, our events, which I can't see how they can legally. They can't. Uh, the They're open. The Masters can. Masters can if they want to, but the Masters but, aren't going to be dictated by the PGA Tour. Absolutely do. not. So, hmm. Yeah. Public sentiment is swinging. I think so. I think so, yeah. wonder what it's going to be like when they have a live golf event here next year, how it's going to be received. Oh, the males will be there. We'll have a... Outside broadcast there? No, we're no. not. Gibbo? What? Banned? No, I won't be able to. I'm banned from OB, so. Why? Not sure. Well, actually, go. Oh, on. there's actually an OB next week as well, by the way, guys. Oh, where are we going? Where are we going? 
Uh, oh, I think Hawkesbury River. Oh, cool. Just around the corner. Oh, maybe Hawkesbury. Jaco Hawkesbury, yeah. Mm. Are we going to Jaco Hawkesbury? Yes. We're doing it in a caravan? So I can use the tow ball twice. Tow ball. <laughs> but yeah, live golf. OB, for sure. By then, we'll have more people, so I'll be out yeah. there with you guys just walking around. We'll get Shark to co-host as well. You could do it. would be great. Shark, What's it called? Yeah. Oh, field box, producing? Box Box. Yeah, I can do hey, Box Box. We get me, Nick Davis. I'll be in the field. Greg Norman and Peter Fitzsimons. What a panel. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Great to have you, mower. Uh, great to have your company on the Mowers Club. Whew. Tim from Blue Mountains uh, joining us right now. Quick word about the uh, NRL Grand Final, Tim, before the ten o'clock news. Yeah, boys, how you going? Good, yeah. Timmy. Good, mate. Yeah, that's the way. Um, look, I'm I am all for NRL, the NRL. Sorry, doing a um, a Super Bowl style buy off. I think to the state of origin because people aren't really aligned outside of the state. Yep. Like, if you're from Victoria, you're from New Zealand, whatever, but could you imagine telling a para fan who hasn't been to a grand final in over 10 years that they've got to go to mm. Perth? Or, you know, a Roosters fan who can't go watch their team when they play in Sydney because they never rock up and then expect <laughs> them to go to New Zealand and watch. Well, they'll take their private you know? plane, so they'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, you know, if, if, Uncle Nick, if Uncle Nick's paying for private flights, maybe I'll start supporting East and... You know, wait for St. George to get someone who'll pay for that. There you go. We're happy to have you, Tim. He's going to jump put... on board. Uh, sombrero air. Um, <laughs> he's going to put some charter flights on. But no, as Tim. As I'm in 1A. Thank you for the call, mate. You will be, no doubt. Uh, we're off to a quick break on uh, the Mowers Club. We've got our second hour coming up. We're going to talk a bit of NRLW with Alicia Newton. And we've got, yeah, nah, of course, on the way. Got a list this morning, Nick? You yes, got a few? I have. You do? Yeah. You load it up again? I have. Looking forward to it. It's on the way. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back on the Mowers Club, second hour. Thanks for your company, Adam Peacock, Nick Davis and Gibbo here as well. Still no wrist man. Still Rister no wrist man. However, I will say this, on oh, 0457 736 we're having a few issues with the text line. Send now, us something. The power of Greg from Gundagai is that he can even he just through. crash through that the, the issues. He sent one through. I've just uh, run my over. Manly's team says, Greg, to play the Sharks tonight. I don't like what I see. You and me both, Gregory boy. Uh, I really think the Sharks will put a cricket score on the Eagles tonight and possibly end Des's tenure at the club. I hear there is a young coach in the club ready to pounce. Greg, ear to the ground all over the place. It's a long way from Gunnar Goddard. Coaching moves going on everywhere. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> there are. And um, considerations given to uh, sticking with long-term coaches and bringing in New coaches and... Fresh young coaches. Who knows what is going on at Manly. So uh, stick with us. We'll try and sort out this issue with the text line 0457 736. How about we just turn it off and turn it back on again? That I've already tried that. <laughs> it didn't work. That's the first thing. Look at the advice you get when you have issues with technology. Mate, we can, there was a tech person. Have you tried turning it on <laughs> and turning it off? Oh, no. <laughs> Ah, oh dear. Now, joining us right now to talk yeah. NRLW, it's very exciting that the NRLW is back. Is. NRL.com reporter Alicia Newton joins us right now. Do you have that issue as well, Alicia, when you don't really know what to do with technology and you get advice from elsewhere and you say, why don't you turn it on and turn it back off again and all that stuff? you cop that? Uh, 
Yeah, morning, guys. I've been doing it with my laptop actually lately. Just you know how it just freezes, do not doesn't respond, and you just hold it in for five seconds and it switches off, switches back on. Usually does the trick. There's so a yes, I can relate. Community announcement actually, Alicia. If it is of the Mac variety, um, everyone around the world is being advised to update their Macs, phones, everything immediately because there's what do you mean? oh, it's a locust swarm of bugs in in the iOS problem. So Alicia, just um, new Mac is. Maybe hit the update on it. Well, usually Apple Apple products don't have viruses, they say. So yeah, oh. yeah that's you know what Apple products do? They have a whole heap of different charging ports, and it does my head in. <laughs> There's a little precursor to yeah, nah. Uh, unless you, we didn't get to talk, unless you want to make this discussion about technology, you can if you want. But it's mainly about NRLW. So, uh, how pumped are you for the return of this competition? And it's exciting times because we've got this, and then growth on the way. NRLW, where do you reckon the competition is at at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Obviously, you know, four months ago was the the 2021 grand final. Um, feels like a little while ago now, but so much has happened in between then. So to for the girls to be able to come back, you know, obviously they've been playing their club footy in between, and we had that great Origin game as well. So they're going to come in really peak fitness. You know, I've had four week training block and. Most of the girls, or most of the teams are stuck with a lot of their players, which is probably something that we haven't seen in the NRLW before as consistently across all teams. So, yeah, I'm expecting a lot of the teams to sort of hit the ground running based off what they did earlier this year. And, um, yeah, it's just exciting that we've got, you know, we've got two comps this season to sort of get back on track after COVID obviously postponed it all last year. Alicia, do you think that your point about the, the, the clubs and players sticking with their team, do you think that's going to be something important for the NRLW moving forward, that there isn't as much player movement, that the fans can really get used to their team and, and understanding who the, the main players are each week? Yeah, I mean, it's still, I think we average about 45% turnover of squads each year, like so it's still a lot. Um, and we have seen a lot of player movement this season as well. Um, obviously, Newcastle being one of the, the big big movers with recruitment but and even next year when we go to 10 teams we're going to see it all happen again so I'd like to get to that point where we do see you know I think the Dragons have kept 17 of their 24 girls um you know be really good to see moving forward um probably won't be next year but certainly the year after um that some girls you know do stay at their clubs for three four five ten years down the track you know you want to see Keely Davis who's only 2021 play a whole career at the Dragons so um, yeah I mean we'll get to it I'm sure but I think at the moment it's still very much you know with new teams coming in they're going to target um, players and um, yeah we're going to see a bit more movement but hopefully it does become a bit more stable one day. I reckon there's a stress head coach of the Dragons who hopes you're right there about that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Jamie oh, Sowell. Um, Alicia with star power is what carries competitions to be brutally honest. Yeah, you, you want the depth and everything. So for you, who are the, the standout stars of this competition that, na- that their names should be? And, and some of them already are, obviously, like Millie Boyle, uh, I know, um, has moved to, to Newcastle, and that's a, a great addition for the Knights. But across the, the competition, the, the star power there, um, is there enough of it? And, and for you, who are the big standouts? Well, I think it's interesting because I had a chat we did like a Q&A series with some of the girls last week and asked them all, like, if you had to, 
purchase your very first player in a new franchise, like who would you pick? And a, a lot of the girls did sort of go for the, the star power um, players naturally. Um, you know, your Millie Boyles, your Emma Tornagados, obviously they both picked up the Dalliam earlier this year. Um, but players like Ali Brigginshaw, you know, Amber Hall up at Brisbane, um, and, you know, a couple of Roosters, obviously Isabel Kelly, Jeff Sergis. Um, so a lot of those names, and, and to be honest, you look at the ages of some of those girls, and they're only about 23, 24. Like, Jeff Sergis and Isabel Kelly are 24. Like, it's it's pretty unbelievable. I just feel like they've been around a long, long time, and they're the girls that, you you know, you want, as I said before, you want to see them go all the way through and, and just become household names. Um, and Emma Tornagato is a great example of that since she's come back from Rugby Sevens. Um, you know, she's just hit the ground running and, and she's the one that a lot of the girls look up to even as, as you know, what it could be like if you're in that full-time environment all the time. Like, these girls come in and out of full-time environments. But you can imagine, I know there's a lot of debate around pay scale and all that, but it's more just like, can you just imagine if these girls actually mm. get into that full-time environment regardless of the pay that they're on? And what what will then be able to see? Like, I think it would just, you know, it's obviously just going to go to another level after that. Uh, Parramatta, speaking about Rugby Sevens, they've been able to sign uh, the Black Fern seven-star Gal Broughton. What can we expect from her? Yeah, look, I, I don't know if you've seen many of her highlights on, on YouTube and things like that, but she's. Um, I watched her in a game. she came over to Sydney earlier this year in April and played for Mounties in the, in the New South Wales competition. And it was her first real um, go at league, and I really liked the fact that she could have easily played in the NRLW earlier this year. She would have got picked up last minute, but she decided, hey, I haven't played league um, probably since she was a young girl, so I'll I'll play in the, the local comp and just sort of get my you know feet in the water a bit. And um, she, she scored, uh, I think it was about eight tries in five games or something like that, and she's you know, really the footwork and she's not sure the confidence either, which, um, you know, a lot of those Rugby Sevens girls do bring across because they're so used to, you know, playing on the big stage and, and just bringing that that mentality. So, yeah, I'm expecting big things. And obviously with Bovede Welsh injured, she's, um, you know, she's got, got that number one jersey. And um, I think she's definitely Parramatta's biggest strike strike weapon and they sort of needed to hit the ground running. There will be growing pains, you'd, you'd say, with the competition in the sense of or worth. I'm not hearing murmurs about, you know, CBAs and um, where it all sits and, you know, the, the future of it because it's it's hard to judge exactly how quickly it's going to grow across the board, like in terms of people watching, people going, people investing in it, um, the players and what they're investing as well. How is that all going to line up and, and make sure that it's all going to stay on the same page because I go back Alicia a few years ago the Matildas for instance they actually ended up striking because they were that peed off of what they were um, being offered by the the governing body at the time and it worked and now in the end they ended up getting parity with what the the Socceroos were being paid and the collective bargaining agreement all lined up as well is there those issues ahead for NRLW or is it pretty settled in that regard? Um, I think to be honest I think there will always be that you know, trying to find middle ground. I don't think everyone's ever going to be on the same page. Um, but obviously it is a really big thing coming up and it's, you know, the first ever CBA for the women's game, which um, sort of the last one wasn't exactly planned too well and it we sort of had to play a bit of catch-up and, and kind of just make up one on the spot. And it just, it hasn't 
probably given the girls, you know, what they deserve at this point. But that's why this upcoming one is so important. And I know that the RLPA is working really hard with the NRL to to try and, um, you know, get the best possible outcome for the girls. Like, they're obviously the future. And, um, you know, I know the women's game is highly regarded, you know, by the NRL. And, and, and I think um, the product itself, you know, I think it's already eclipses you know, I don't want to mention other codes, but I already think that the product's a lot better um, and can be better. Like, the potential there to, to grow is, is even bigger. So, um, yeah, look, it's it's probably, it's definitely not not one for me in terms of the CBA and where it's at because I'm not 100% sure, but I just know that, um, you know, it, it's going to, I guess, be the big, the big driver in where the game goes in the next five, ten years. Like, this is what it will come down to. That's why it's so... Everything is sort of going through, you know, with a fine toothpick of what, what needs to be done and, and how the girls can be set up to, to obviously one day get to that full-time environment. Alicia Newton, really appreciate your time this morning and enjoy the uh, the restart of the NRLW season or year. 2.0. A 2.0. Whatever it is. I don't know. What a 2.0 in 2022, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> Enjoy it, Alicia. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too. We're off to a quick break on uh, the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. I, just quickly, I had a quick look at Allianz Stadium where the first um, game of which will be an NRLW yes. game before um, South and the Roosters in the NRL. And, whoa, it's a pretty cool stadium. Although it's not too dissimilar to the old SFS in yeah, terms of dimension. No, it, They've kept that shape. They've kept the shape. They've kept a few of the the sail-y sort of thing. It, it feels like the old Allianz Stadium, but... With a better roof. Super brand new. So the, sa- the sound will stay in. Oh, and no, it doesn't. <laughs> it absolutely doesn't. I mean, at Swords Academy training out the front where they've been testing the new sound system. No. And you can hear it, but the, the atmosphere will be... When you're in the ground, I think the sound's going to... Yeah, okay. It's going to sound fantastic. Um... And the turf. Hopefully Bruno Mars sounds fantastic too. <laughs> it's exactly on October 13th, the night of the Everest. Uh, the turf, by the way, has been laid and it's, it's, it's bedding in nicely, I will say. Have to get a little bit of an update from them. I think so. Yeah. I think they'll be at topsoil stage soon as well. Topsoil? A little bit of topsoil. Uh, we're off to a break on the Mowers Club. We've got yeah, nah, on the way. Let us know your things that um, we're scratching, making you scratch your head through the week. 0457 736 736. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It's time for... Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. No, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Here we go. Our, this is our on-the-couch psychology session for the week, just to get a Let few things. 0457 736 Text is starting to come through now, so fire them away. What's a year now for you this week? Are you going to start? I'll kick off. Go. So it's rare, but especially with roadworks around, and there's a little area near my house. Day. This is a traffic one. little area near my house as well. It, you, you turn a corner and two lanes become one to feed into another road. And it happens a lot with roadworks. You have to go two for one. Can I just reiterate? And I think we've brought this up before on Yena, yeah, nah, but can I just reiterate? For a functional society to exist, the merge rules are one for one. One for one. Not two, then zero in one lane, and then it it is one in one lane, 
one to another. No one lane holds the upper hand over the other lane when it's merging into one. You Two have that, to become one. You that the other day when you tried to merge into me. <laughs> no, it's one for one. One for one. I cannot cop the one for one being lined up, and I'm happy to yield to let to, to let the to one for one continue. One one. But when you're just about to ease in, and someone an old mate right and the little pulsar decides oh. to get hairs on the chest and go, nah, two for none in my world. In the head, none of this one for one garbage. Yeah, no, nah. no, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Society's crumbling because of people like that. The Pulsar drivers are always a bit, a bit testy, aren't they? Usually it's... Come on, anyone anyone out there driving a Pulsar? I'm talking, listening you know, in early 2000s, 2000s, late 90s. What's the worst car for merging? When you look up and you can see a car... Oh, trading. And, and, you're, and you're like, they're not going to let me in, this person. Utes, any sort of ute that has any, like, Eureka flag or any sort of <laughs> trade union, you're, you're steering clear because they're not letting you in. Afternoon vans. Yeah, because the they van. want to go home. They've been on the road three, all day. After three, they're <laughs> going. They just over knocked off. <laughs> they're like, see ya, I am going to the pub. They're the worst, are they? 0457 736 736. If, if you're merging and you can see a car in, but what sort of car is not going to let you in? You go, oh, I'm not going to get Uber. Uber. When, you know, when Uber, they're, no, they're the worst. Toyota Camry. Taxis are the worst. They, oh, they drive so slow. They've got nowhere to be. That, that is. <laughs> it's actually to beneficial to them to drive slow. I know. And they do. They get paid more. I know. Any sort of Toyota Camry you see on the road, you, you're thinking, okay, that's uh, someone's driving a ride share company there and they are not letting me in and they're trying to get on my inside. Note to self, don't buy a Camry. Don't buy a Camry. Sorry, to all looking, so. That's like, and that's like if I'm driving around with with Geordie at the moment, and it like games, she's back to playing Spoto. Do you know if you drive around in a yellow car, what sort of pain that you can cause other people? Do yeah. they know when you buy a yellow car that every time you drive past another car that someone could be getting punched in the arm? It's a great game. Oh, it's a great game. <laughs> we had punch bug. Punch bug. Geordie didn't know. Punch. Uh, oh, I said, well, oh, it disappeared. Correct. They've changed their model and yeah, they're, they're no longer around. But oh, there were some bruised arms. I challenge in high our listeners punch play, start playing Spoto again and then notice the amount of yellow cars on the road. <laughs> they are everywhere. It just reminded me of when in high school we're on the on a bus going to some sporting game. Corners. And we no, we oh. we drove past in Brookvale. We drove past a, a it was like a scrap yard for for V Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> it was all in roll. It was like Woodstock '99. <laughs> <It> kicked off. <laughs> it's just a royal rumble in the back of this bus one day. Sorry, continue. And you know where that is, and you know that it, I know where a yellow car is parked all the time. <laughs> yes. So I just drive buses. Bang. Whack. Anyway, first one. Child abuse. I've got a few. Child. Mate, it's it's opposite. I get abused <laughs> by her. Um, only yeah, no, you at the start. Yeah. You bought a ham and ham and uh, whatever hamburger you got this morning. Is your hamburger? Pagan egg roll. Yeah. With a with a healthy cleanse juice. <laughs> That's a mess. It's the colour of, of you after a day after Northeast. <laughs> Can't come in with the the burger, the breakfast burger, and then the healthy cleanse juice. Balance. Yeah. Nah. Balance. Like, I'll have a three piece feed with an extra piece. Yeah. Uh a zinger works burger, a popcorn chicken, and a, and a Pepsi Max. And a kale salad. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Because I just want to keep the sugar content down. <laughs> yeah, just a Pepsi. Exactly. Pepsi with that? No, Pepsi Max. <laughs> Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max. <laughs> Filthy drink. You? Worst of the same soft drinks. Another one? Have you got more? A quick one. Okay. Does anyone realise, I'm doing it for my 15-year-old daughter at the moment, how an assignment freaking difficult doing. it is to get a tax file number? Ooh. It's impossible. Is it? Yes. OzGov. Oh, okay. OzGov is the pits of existence. Ooh. They made it. Enjoy getting audited. This. <laughs> impossible. No, t- ATO, fantastic people. Fantastic organisation. But to get to the ATO, to get the tax file number. Oh, really? Oh, is it a separate thing? <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. You've got to have a freaking computer science degree to be able to navigate it. Mm, interesting. Ridiculous. Anyway. Anyway. Can you hit that? T- yeah, no. Nah, no, nah, uh, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Tax file number. Okay. Do it. Hang on, that one's gone. Okay. Mm, go for it. I've, I've stumbled across How many this have you one. Got? Uh, I've got two more. Uh, I stumbled across this the other day, and I've, I've let it go, and I've let it go, and now I need to say something about it. <laughs> People that shop at either Coles or Woolies. I have no preference. Actually, I do have a preference. Mm. People that go to Woolies with the plastic Coles bag, bring your own bag. Oh, okay. You can't do that. You've got to be parochial, do you? You absolutely have to. You can't go to Woolies with a Coles bag. What about an Aldi? Uh. An Audi bag. No, an Audi bag's got to stay in the Audi. <laughs> but, or, you know, if you're doing, like, cleaning your and car And then they go, oh, you saw an Audi. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> take out the cleaning products to your car, perhaps, then. Yeah. You can't go to Woolies. You can't. No crossover. No, you can't. You can't. Okay. So I've never thought about it. You, I never go to Coles, so. We've only got a Woolies and an Audi next to us, so. Oh, the Coles is too far away, so. So if you had an Aldi bag, would you take that to Woolies and and be happy to say, well, I'm just going to open it up here and I'm going to put my stuff in there? Nick, I don't even know what freaking date is sometimes, let alone being able to look be love organized my enough to. I actually enjoy my grocery you, shop. You it's plan my, your shop? My, no, no, it's very unplanned. Okay. I got a lot. Random. So yeah. it's a safe place. I like it. <laughs> it's a safe place. <laughs> It's the only thing I could do in lockdown is to walk out the <laughs> Oh, how exciting was oh, it in lockdown to go best. to the shops? Oh, but what about in lockdown when you went to the shops at the wrong time and you copped a 14 day? Yeah, that was no good. That was great. Anyway, <laughs> so those that go to Woolies and or Coles with the opponent's yeah. uh, plastic bag. Yeah, nah. How good was it going to the shops in lockdown? Because <laughs> even at Wool- like usually you, you didn't can't... have to talk to anyone. Well, no, that's it the thing. So good. People were wanting to talk because uh-uh. they haven't been talking and I, and during I'm like, lockdown. You just go, <coughs> <and they're> like, <laughs> <laughs> you have a whole aisle to yourself. Because <laughs> I reckon normally no one wants to talk in the grocery shop, but if you if you went during lockdown, you have you haven't talked to anyone for a couple of months. You're in there. Do, oh. you... Is it, do you get? Is it the full cream you get or you... the little like, fat? Exactly. Which one? Do like... you cast dispersions of people when you look at their trolley? You're like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like because they're casting yeah. dispersions, what you've got the extra small, again. especially the ones that have like. <laughs> Self-serve, self-serve. I can't, I can't top that. Carry on. <laughs> but you do, though. You look at other someone else's trolley, you, know, you try and work out, ooh. Yeah, jeez, cool. mate. I know what they're having for dinner. Four cases of Coke Zero, really cutting back there. <laughs> Go on. Next one. This is a very dangerous line we're trying to hear. Last but not least. I've got two left, by the way. Oh, well, you go then. Because you can have last. Third, last, second, and last. Amateur golfers, especially oh. Oh. <laughs> ones 
that are in B grade or C grade, which means you have a handicap of 12 or more. But even your A graders, not your A graders per se, Monday to Friday here at SEN with Joel and Fletch, <laughs> but your A grade golfers who are pretty good club golfers who rock up and I get the, okay, oh, so-and-so wore that shirt. I wouldn't mind getting that. Oh, it's a Christmas gift. That's very nice. I'll wear the same shirt, whatever. But you look in the bag of those players and I saw one yesterday and it's a driver head cover of a tiger. Mate, you're not Tiger Woods. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. It's just a big no-no. Did you say that when I had my St. Bernard Rory McIlroy head cover? <laughs> but I am. Guess I'm, what? I'm a, wear, wear the gear. I'm a single figure. But don't have the... Don't have the do what I want. wood head cover. You, do you agree with me here? Like, th- mate, you're not Tiger Woods. Yeah, I do. I do agree. Have a lion instead. What? A lion. Oh, that's a, a lion. Have, yeah, yeah. have a Gary. <laughs> <laughs> see, me, oh, see what I was thinking, uh, Adam. Sometimes, though, the best thing about being an imitation, exactly. Like, I'll be oh, honest. I want to see Gibbo out yeah, there. Exactly Kelly right. in the, in the, he has the same boy. Yeah, He's got the you. same rashy as Kelly Slater. Exactly right. See, I'm thinking I've got a six hundred dollar wetsuit, even <laughs> though I'm surfing bloody shore breaks <laughs> in North Narrabeen. Like, I'm nowhere near the tour. You can buy those. those those singlets that they wear, though, with the number. Would you yeah. go out in yeah. that? No, I wouldn't. Would you? Thank I wouldn't. you. I would. You, can you have a <laughs> world surf? What number is Kelly Slater? What, oh, does he have his own number? No, nah, he'd, he'd have um, 60, 12 he? or 11, wouldn't it? How many world titles he's got. Oh, it goes he's up every year. So he'd Fair do enough. something like that. But <laughs> even like, I mean, just <laughs> average goes. Slipper on the greatest surfer of all time. A little I'm an Australian. I'm a Mick Fanning man, Joel Parkinson. Nathan Hedge. Nathan Hedge. <laughs> yeah, chew <laughs> pig. <laughs> but in surfing, though, you see guys, right, like especially especially on the northern beaches <laughs> of Sydney. Because yeah. there's, there's a lot, of, there's a lot yeah. of money around. So people yeah. are buying Clearly. $1,500 surfboards who cannot surf to save them. That's in the and golf world, like, too. It's an underword, oh. underused word, kook. That's in the <laughs> golf world, too. Well, there's three sitting in this room. All there's the, plenty more sitting out there. All the gear and no idea. They roll up to the first tee with all the grouse gear, and you're like, oh, this guy would be good. And you're like, four left. I've got one. Okay, this, this is one. Again, uh, I've noticed a little bit, but it needs to come to attention. People that take their own massive two-litre tub of protein to the gym. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. What? They they walk into the gym. They've got their their bat, one bag over one shoulder and the big tub of protein under the other. Um, you are joking. It's, no, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> gym bag, big tub of protein. What? Got mate, I've got to hit the protein straight after the bench break, mate. It has been clinically proven that. Chocolate milk is as good as said protein powder. Chocolate milk is better than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Have you guys sorted yourselves out over there? You, we're just organising what we're going to talk about later in the show. I've got one left one on Yeah Nah, but it it deserves its own platform. its own okay. ten minute slab of the show. Oh, I think ten minutes. I'm serious. It is unbelievable. Okay. I brought it up earlier in the show. It pertains to one of the greatest um, football players of the modern era. <laughs> who was in court this week, and there were revelations, so to speak, that he dabbles in poetry. But we'll get to that a bit later in oh. the show. Is that all right? Yep. Yeah? 
Yeah. Text line still having a few issues. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. But we may uh, not. We may not get. To we them. may not be able to sweep. I don't think we'll be able to sweep. It's unfortunate, but the sweep is a fixture, and it might only have the week off. It's got the buy this week, I think. The sweep. It's got the buy. It's got the Warriors. <laughs> Gibbo. I'm in a mood today. I think. Yeah. People love the sweep. After 11 is <laughs> going to be interesting. <laughs> Look at him over there, just chiming in with <laughs> just exactly. scratching nah. his chin. Like a... the ponder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to uh, go across the ditch in a moment and catch up with Laura McGoldrick, who's going to tell us what on earth is going on with the All Blacks because it's, uh, it's pretty funny at the moment. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Around the corner is the, uh, the the continuation of the Rugby Championship and the Bledisloe Cup as well, which runs concurrently between Australia and New Zealand. There's no better time to um, yeah laugh at the Kiwis than before the Bledisloe Cup. Because generally speaking, as Australians, there's not much laughing going on after. And that's probably going to be the case this year, even though New Zealand is a country in turmoil right now. Surely we can be a chance. Surely. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> How can you say that? Given that it's like... Some might make you better. How long has it been for? Ages? 20 years? Wallabies. Wallabies? Okay. Yeah, but then switches when New Zealand went out. Yeah. Proud of my New Zealand. No, never, never. Joining us on the line right now, Sky TV presenter in Kiwiland, Laura McGoldrick, who's listening to all of this thinking, <laughs> yeah, in three weeks' time, you won't be so up and about about the Wallabies' chances. But at the moment, Laura... What the hell is going on with the All Blacks, even though they had a surprise win last week? Is, is it is it a country in turmoil with the coaching situation with your National Rugby Union Sorry. men's team? Didn't you guys just take a hammering from the Pumas last weekend? No, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Did, that was oh, in a parallel universe. We missed it. And oh, sorry. No, different team. Coached by an Australian as well, um, I might add. <laughs> yeah, is he? Izzy, um, hi, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, no, it's been an interesting couple of weeks if you're, a, if you're a rugby fan here in New Zealand, which of course we all are. And um, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been fascinating, you know. Should it be Scott Robertson? Will Fozzie keep his job? What's going to happen? But, you know, I think the most telling thing was probably after the way they won in South Africa uh, last weekend with all the players coming out and backing the coach. And I think that probably quietened down a few of the Kiwi fans who are saying, you know, yep, Foster's the worst, you know, um, Coach we've had in the professional era statistically. He's got to go. He's got to go. And it must have been awful for him, him and his family, having to hear all these people say, you know, see you later. But the, the rugby union have now come out and backed him, and he's there till the 23 World Cup. So we'll see what happens. Laura, has the word galvanising been bandied around? Was it a galvanising win? Was it the what we needed to get back on track for the Blitters in the World Cup? Well, I think it was just sort of the rugby we always knew we should be playing. Um, and I think that was the big takeaway from it. And the players all looked just relieved. They were able to put a performance together that was that succinct. And I think that's what they were missing. They were just missing any sort of cohesion in the, in the way that they were playing their game. Um, so it was just nice to see a performance that we knew they were all capable of all the time. Even the livestock have opinions on who should be the All Black uh, coach over there. Everyone yeah. absolutely loves the team, obviously. And I put my hand up. Yeah. <laughs> With the how the players feel about Ian Foster, this is the fascinating part for me. So every man, woman, and um, their pets are, are saying, "Oh, get rid of him. He's he's no good," or, or or most are. But then the board obviously is sticking by him. 
where do the players sit in all of this? Because with coaches, you can either silence is not a great thing for a coach mm. under pressure, but when the players come out and start backing them with social media posts and everything like that, that tells you that there's there's something to the relationship. Where does it sit, Laura? Yeah, well, they obviously respect him immensely. And I think um, Captain Sam Kane, uh, post-match, you might have seen him really teary, really emotional. Um, just so when I mentioned release before, it was probably... Because he was also under the pump as well as the captain. They were saying there was calls for both Ian Foster and Sam Kane to be removed from their positions. Um, it was an interesting one off the back of the win in South Africa because the, the, rugby, the New Zealand Rugby Union hadn't, or, and the board hadn't publicly really come out and backed Foster. And it was very much a sort of game-by-game basis was the feeling here in New Zealand that, that that's what was going to happen. If he didn't win a game over in South Africa, it was good night nurse, was the feeling, I think. Um, for the players, I don't know, the All Blacks notoriously keep things pretty close to their chest. So for the, when the players come out and say something, you know, you just believe they really mean it. So for Artie Savia to say, this is my coach and, and the like, I think was probably nicer for Ian Foster more than anything else. No, it, you know, he wasn't doing anything wrong. It just something wasn't working. Laura, have the All Blacks or are they at the moment a victim of their own success? Was it as bad as what everyone has said? Is the jumping at shadows? What, what's your take there? I think that yes, I think I think that we probably are, we're a victim of our own success. We, I had so much to do with it. Um, <laughs> then, it's I we think, when we I win, and it's they when they lose. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, don't even like rugby when we lose. No, uh, yeah, no, I think that, yeah, we were a victim of our own success. I mean, we, 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 we have been good and dominated for a very, very long time, and, and the rest of the world started to catch up. And that's what you want, and that's mm. what you can hope. It's hard to be the, the, the team that has to constantly set that bar, and there will be times where you get periods like this. And that's just all part of being uh, the best in the world. It's just what you do once things start going bad. And I don't know if they if the rugby union can put their hands on their hearts and say, boy, we handled that really well. I, I don't think they will. But hopefully it's up and up and up from here. And then see you at the 23 World Cup, or we'll see you in three weeks' time, and that's going to be fun for you. But um, because that this team this team is, has been hurt, you know, they've been hurt by what's been said about them. And if they played like that in South Africa, at a ground that is notoriously hostile towards particularly the All Blacks, you best believe you're going to have a good time at Eden Park. Yeah. Is it, is it a case for rugby supporters and other teams around the world to actually don't poke the bear here? That uh, the the repercussions of the next Bledisloe Cup and the World Cup could be uh, New Zealand are right back on track. Oh, if I were if I were the rest of the world team fans, I'd be keeping very lightly, yeah. lightly on this. I'd just be just minding my p's and q's and just making sure that everyone's taking note of what's happening. But don't say anything. God, don't poke the bear. Who knows what will happen off the back of it? What South Africa do now? Yeah, we we won't be <laughs> exactly full of bravado. I think we just call back Mark Eller to play five eight for us uh, or fly half next week, given um, all the issues for the Wallabies in that position. Hey, switching focus, um, Laura, to to cricket. Now, this is an interesting test case for the rest of the world. So Trent Bolt is retiring from international cricket, but he's making himself available for domestic leagues around the world. Now, this is along the lines of say a, a Chris Gale, but Chris Gale dabbled in and out of the Windies. White ball set up for a very long time while doing the T20 thing here, there and everywhere. I can see this happening a lot in the next 20 years, given the proliferation of T20 leagues on the calendar now. What about yourself? What's the feeling over there, especially for a, a country like New Zealand, where let's face it, the cricket board over there can't exactly throw million dollar contracts around like confetti for, for guys to play 
for New Zealand at uh, white ball cricket and also test cricket? No, it's going to be a very interesting period here. And I think all of the cricket boards are probably taking a look at at um, you know the, the tournaments around the world, not just international now, because it is a chock-a-block schedule, particularly, obviously, if you're a T20 white ball specialist, you can be playing you know 11 months of the year if you do it right. I'm currently watching um, the Black Cats play the West Indies in the second one day, and they've got the Windies 48-6. And Trent Bolt's actually taken three of those wickets up front. He's bowled superbly well. Uh, and I feel like he'd like me to clarify, he's not actually retired. He's just torn up his New Zealand cricket contract. So he's sort of a free agent now. So he's still available oh, if okay. New Zealand wants to pick him. So what the New Zealand cricket have said is is that um, other contractor players will um, probably get precedence. But if, if Trent's playing well, and then he will absolutely still be considered for selection. So, I mean, that's the only way New Zealand cricket can go about it. Trent's one of the best in the world, and he's showing that today right now. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. You can understand. I think I think if you look at it, you go, okay, well, he's 33 now. He's played 12 years for the Black Cats. He has earned the right, if he wants, as he says, to spend more time with his family and to maybe play lesser, lesser tournaments and be away for far less time and earn more money. It makes sense, and you can't really begrudge a bloke for wanting to do that. We, like you say, don't get offered the money here that you do the likes of your David Warners and, and you know, your Australian cricketers that we've heard so much about over here. Good for you guys, by the way. Um, and <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it is an, it's, gonna, it's an interesting test case. We've had a couple of examples of, of sort of T20 uh, specialists here in New Zealand who have, have walked away from New Zealand contracts to go and play around the world. Mitchell McLennigan was another bowler, I think, of. Um, he, he never really played another game for New Zealand off the back of that. So it will be interesting to see what happens. But the boards, I think, have just got to, particularly New Zealand cricket, as we deal with this Trent Bolt situation, they're just going to have to decide what they're going to do and stick by it. You know, every player has to be looked at the same way. So it's kind of it's sad for international cricket. Um, you know, I love Test cricket. I love one-day cricket. Uh, T20 cricket's great, and I love what it's done for the game and how it's brought, you know, new fans and, and the like and how exciting it is. But, you know, I'm, I, I do love the other stuff, and I fear what that's going to do uh, to those. Um, to those disciplines. But um, well, time will only tell with this one. Um, the, you mentioned that New Zealand are over in the wind. Have you ever followed the cricket? Have you actually ever been to the – it's kind of on my bucket list to go and watch a bit of cricket in the West Indies yourself? Oh, my God. I've never been. A couple of reasons. One, love a party. Um, and um, don't mind a rum. So, you know, God knows what would happen if I was in the crowd there. It looks lovely. It's a lovely day out. Um, I, I do hear the CPL is just an awesome, awesome um, experience. Um, you've got Danny Morrison there, which is experience enough in itself, uh, the New Zealand cricket commentator. Um, and apparently it's just a great time. So, no, that's definitely on my bucket list as well. don't know yeah. how I'll make that happen, actually. What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry to bring about an existential yeah. crisis. Um, Laura, yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. <laughs> no, really appreciate your time this morning. Talk a bit of rugby and, and cricket. And, um, yeah, good luck to the All Blacks in a, in a couple of weeks' time as the Wallaby Smasher. Hey, look, now off the back of, of, of the South African one, I feel very comfortable when I say good luck to you guys yes. <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Some really good stuff. Good luck. Have a good time. <laughs> we'll need it. Thank you, Laura McGoldrick from Sky TV over in New Zealand. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, guys. Off to a break on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment with Do Yourself a Favour. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
Welcome back to the Mowers Club. Taking calls on your personal... I need to get milk. Who? You? Yeah, for Jordy. Can she walk down to the shops and get it herself? <laughs> she cleaned her room yesterday. That was big. <laughs> let's, Momentous. let's not try and push the envelope a little bit by saying, hey, Jordy, why don't you just walk 400 metres up to 7-Eleven? Hey, we had such a bumper edition of Yeah Now nah before. We're actually going to continue it. It's going to spill into the third hour of uh, the Mowers Club. The, the text got... line has regrouped itself. Yeah. We've got a few beauties on the text oh, line from Yenahas. We'll get to those. We've got another discussion point about loyalty when it comes to shopping. All the big issues here on a sports program and a mowing program as well. Um, do yourself a favour. Get out there today. I think it's time for the first cut it is. of early spring. I'm calling it early spring. It's hitting the 20s on a yep, regular basis now. The morning's still a bit chilly. It'll the soil it'll, might not it, be fully but it will promote growth. pumping yet. You don't want to go too low. I reckon it's just next two weeks. Just a notch higher than you normally would mow. Yep. A higher cut, a weed and feed. Edges. And then get a head start on your edges. Yep. Your Nathan edges. Because there'll be stuff going left, right, and center when it starts to grow. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, do yourself a favor, though. Uh, quick nomination for myself. I've been watching the Arsenal. All or Nothing documentary, which is along the same lines, I think, as your nomination mm. this week. But um, very good. No tactical information. As a football nuffy, I'm a bit, you know, let down by that. But I understand. They their IP out. Yeah, I understand. But very good in terms of the storyline, strong storylines that they've got through it. And Mikel Arteta, the manager, ends up being the star of the show, and that's fair mm. enough because he's the figurehead for a football club in terms of football. But, yeah, really, really interesting dynamic and... Uh, storyline, so check that out on Amazon Prime, the Arsenal All or Nothing. What's your nomination? Once you finish rearranging your sock drawer, check that out. Um... It is good, though. <laughs> no, Sorry, they are Nick. good. They Sorry, are good. I and mine is on the same line. If it's All or Nothing. Uh... I don't buy it anymore. You don't. It's good. No. You should, uh, you should Adam. You it makes should. for good radio. Twitter poll? And Twitter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think that's Adam Davis? as well. No. <laughs> uh, mine is along the same lines. Hard Knocks. Uh, yeah. Hard Knocks is the NFL version. Very similar similar uh, style of production. And it's a, a team down the bottom of the, the previous year. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Detroit. The Detroit Lions. They've sucked for a long time, haven't they? Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. They've had, They've had some good, pits in, uh, good bits in there. But because uh, well, normally they, had they Matthew, do. They had Matthew Stafford and they were okay for a little while. but Normally they do teams that are struggling. But la- was it last they year They went the Cowboys. That, that was quite a good yeah, team to do it Yeah, they went the Dallas Cowboys. They, they, they've got... How did, oh, I think that was for uh, America's team, the biggest oh, the biggest right. reach they went. How did they get selected? How did they get selected? Out of the did, bottom, I think you put yourself up for nomination too. You put your hand up, go, yeah. and then the producers say, yeah, we'll go this. Well, yeah. I mean, there's enough storylines in every Absolutely. NFL franchise, yep. wouldn't they be? Yeah, and I think look, the Premier League, and it's something that if, if there was a hard knocks in... NRL, AFL, A-League, it w- wouldn't pop. It just wouldn't because I, I think everyone is still so guarded mm. where the the American they just get it. They understand. That's why the NFL is such a multi-trillion dollar business because the athletes and it's just acceptable, whereas and I don't think people would – the Australian sports athletes would be as open and the teams wouldn't be as open. The the athletes over there, obviously in America in particular, are happy to put themselves across. You, you watch these Premier League ones – and the athletes are very guarded. I mean, the, the press over there and English footballers, mm. they're just on them. They're, they're literally going through their bins to find stories. Yep. However, the clubs these days realise 
the ability to reach a worldwide audience mm. at the drop of a hat. They they essentially it goes the other way. The clubs say you're part of this, you're being involved in this. Yeah. But over there, that the natural yeah. personality of player is to kind of layer up yeah, in front absolutely. of the camera because it's it, who's it, the villain? It, because it's uh, no villains yet in in the in the Detroit Lions one, but the the American sports media they get it too. Yeah, they're all on the same page there. They're all about championing each other. So it's a it's a really good one to watch. Check it out. Hard knocks. Hard knocks on. Where do you watch it? Ko. Ko. Cool. Detroit Lions. There you go. Yeah, nah. Two point And the poetry of Ryan Giggs is on the way on the Mowers Club. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back to the third hour of the Mowers Club. Thanks Strap to Toro Mowers. Strap yourself in. We've got some more yen ass. So well, it's... We've got the dump button ready. This is going to be an hour of absolute power. Yeah, nah, 2.0. got uh, Tristan Merlihan on the way. He'll give us the odds. We'll have the stupid multi. We'll have the bet and all of that. And uh, later on, the one of the crew from Crunch Time, if they're here in time, will join us for a little bit of a yak. But right now, we've got some text to get away on the text line, 0457 736 736. <laughs> um, <laughs> so start? we had Yena earlier and we had our nominations and the text line's been a bit slow this morning, but they've come through come thick through. and fast here, Nick. Yeah, I'll start with uh, Shelley Beach. Selim. Morning, lads. Yeah, nah, for me, is the Pram Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> the Pram Peloton on the Esplanade at Cronulla. <laughs> they take up the whole of the Esplanade and they think they're entitled to it. Selim, Shelley Beach. <laughs> are, you walking the bel- are you walking the Esplanade, Selim, or are you just sitting there on the balcony? I'm not too sure. But, yeah, the Pram Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> uh can I please add to Mr. Peacock's yeah, now, which was about the one-for-one one in the merge lane? A simple yes. thank you is not hard either. Oh, you got to wave. Got to wave. Yeah. That's in the bylaws of life, that is. Got to wave. <laughs> you got some more beauties here. <laughs> Read the Macca's <laughs> one. Yeah, nah. When you order a meal from McDonald's and they say, do you want fries or a drink with that? No, I just ordered. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I just ordered that. Some dude did a... Uh, what was it called? Supersize me or whatever like that. You did an entire doco on the basis of that question being asked. Hi, fellas, where I shop Woolies and Coles are in the same complex. Ooh. So I take a Woolies bag into Coles or vice versa. Well, do you do half a shop at Woolies and then take a full Woolies bag full of Woolies stuff into Coles? Gary with that. I think he's a, Gary a special text. hunter. Specials hunter. Um, are you well, okay? Okay, <laughs> special answer. <laughs> uh, we've we've had this early days of mowers. Yeah. What classifies as a sale and a special? Yeah, like to like if you're saving two dollars on sliced ham, is it worthwhile then walking five minutes over to Coles to? No. It's not, is it? No. Like, what do you need to be able to say to, like to pe- quantify it? Going, no, nah, I'm not going to get this from Woolies. I'm going to get it from Coles. It's a bit like petrol. As well. I'm all for that at the moment. Well, the 7-Eleven app, I'm all for that. I purposefully, if I lock in a low price, I'll find the highest price and so I can get the biggest, so I feel I can get the discount. Stupid, I know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, the, um, on the petrol at the moment, 
This is Random. a big yeah, no. Nah. Okay. Well, yeah, no, it's, no, it's uh, the prices have dropped significantly yes. because that fuel excise is about to be done in September, which is going to put the prices back up 20 cents, 20, 30 cents. Mm. So right now we're thinking, how good is life? I'm yeah, only yeah. paying a dollar eighty four. Should we be out? Dollar eighty four. I got dollar sixty last week. It was yeah. a miracle. But diesel, we, diesel drivers have been diesel absolutely. Drivers. They're the angry people. They're not letting people in anywhere. <laughs> Two dollars twenty. And I know what you're going to say now, Nick. What? Is that... What? What am I going to say? You're should going we... to say, should we be putting? Yeah. Petrol should, now? should we be out getting twenty gallon drums and just filling? <laughs> Yeah, great. In the backyard? Yeah, yeah, put it on the backyard and then one thing goes wrong, the whole joint goes up. I, but you look at it, you, you so go... I never get that far in my thought. I don't get it with petrol. Like, it's the same with special hunting as well and specials hunting as well. And for petrol, it's like $1.70 to $1.50 in a 40-litre tank, you're saving 10 bucks. Is it really worth Is going... It? Like, the, the celebration of... It's the celebration. And be, and be able to tell someone, oh, I got $1.60. You know what? I can't cop the, the whole... Celebration of oh, oh, I've got this case of beer today. It's like oh, I'm not paying forty two dollars for a case of beer. I'm going to pay thirty dollars for a case of beer. So like you're saving fifty cents per drink to drink an inferior product. I don't get it. Is it the same beer though, or is it a different? No, beer? different beer. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like you, you're feeling yeah, all. Yeah, you got to. No one with you there, but you pay a premium. Having a beer is a premium experience. Correct. It's like, you know, I'm doing it to enjoy myself. I may as well. Let myself enjoy myself with what, what I, I want, want rather than based on a what I can afford. A construct or, such or as it. money. Mm, I'll be there. There you go. We've got mm, more. Deeper. But deeper. I take <laughs> I take my Coles bags to IGA all the time. What's you, all the rules? That's a rule. It's are you a are you a parochial shopper? Yeah. Right. Where? I'm at Woolies. Kirawee Woolies. It's brand new. So you'll never go to a Coles? Uh, Nil by Coles. I'm more. It's not. It's more about the feel of the of the actual shop. What? It's, I feel it's like what, the with, Feng Shui. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I feel. I, well, there has to be an elephant's trunk pointing in the wrong direction <laughs> or something. I like the Kiriwi Coles. I love it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you do like the, the newer versions yeah, of it's each. Big, it's spacious. Total freelancer. But there's some good. There's some good Coles and some good Woolies. Woolies yeah. Kiriwi is a good Woolies. Woolies. Caring Bar is a good Woolies. Mm. Coles, Caring Bar, not a good Coles. Coles, Kiriwee, good Coles. Coles, Southgate, good Coles. <laughs> Woolies, Southgate, poor Woolies. And now, um, uh, a special hello to your listeners up at SENQ693. <laughs> Anyone um, up there? So if you are ever in the south it's, it's of Sydney, you will know which ones to go. Yeah. Uh, Indrapilly Coles, great Coles. People agree with me there. It's not about the Coles or Woolies. It's the independent yeah. one. of there, there are good Coles and good Woolies. I'll just go wherever I first think of pulling into to get what I need. I think you're overthinking it. <laughs> <for 20> years. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ryan Giggs. Here we go. So he's on troll at the moment. It's a very serious matter because he's accused of a bit of DB. Oh, oh yeah, got you. So we're, we're in no way laughing at that, but nope. some of the evidence that has come up in this case has, well, put it this way, made eyes widen somewhat this week. And it was tendered in court a poem that Ryan Giggs, one of the greatest football players of all time, Manchester United legend, 
He's had a few issues since retiring and he's um, ended up in court with his ex-partner about this whole situation. And what came up in court was a poem that he penned for her at the height of their attraction to each other. My darling Kate, unequivocally, our love was fate. I fell in love with you at first sight. I remember because I was high as a kite. Very basic, isn't it? Those beautiful eyes made me shiver. I'm not going to lie. I think of you. I dream of you. I can't help thinking pulling you was my greatest ever coup. It's like a Dr. Zeus book. (laughs) That stomach. Is this written in crayon? (laughs) (laughs) That stomach, that those abs, those pictures you send so I can keep tabs. You make me feel funny down there. I'm not going to say the next line. I just can't. Because there are parents <laughs> driving around. What does he with, mean? <laughs> What's he talking kids, about? With kids in the car. Playing spotto. Next line. I'm beginning to think. <laughs> Insert. Next line. Yeah, I'm beginning to think you are always right. That's okay. It will keep us tight. I'm going to end by saying you are my love, my friend, my soul, and most of all, you believe in me, which makes me, I'm not saying the last line. <laughs> it is. Fletchwood. Fletchwood. But Fletch is Fletch. If you want the full poem, <laughs> listen, listen to the run home. The run home, 3pm with Joel and Fletch. Fletch will say it. Yeah, that'll be a love lounge. Just amazing. Just amazing. I don't know what to say about... Have you written a poem before? No. You haven't? No. You know, because I'm not a poet. Let the bakers bake the bread. Exactly. I'll say nice things on a card, but I'm not going to go into poetry. Like a poem? No. Like what? Nice word. I'm going to write things down. To Rach, all the best, Adam. Good luck. (laughs) I think, um, you know how at the start when we You're changed... ace. You're ace. You know when we changed over to the Saturday morning... I like your morning, face. You're ace. Love, Adam. When we change over to the Saturday morning yes, Mowers Club, I reckon we can change the Mowers now. We've always spoken of this. The Saturday morning romantic club. The Love Shack. The Love Shack. The Saturday morning cuddlers. <laughs> For those laying in bed just having that cuddle... On a Saturday morning, <laughs> text in 0457736736. Rooster Man, it could be exactly. you. Where are you, Rooster, Rooster Man? Man? It could be you to collect the 200 we want to know about the first date last you week. 45 minutes to ring in. Otherwise, you don't get the 200 from last week, Rooster Man. So, Rooster Man, right, we gave you some great advice we last did. week. You won the $200 sweep, but we need we want you to call in. Let us know how the date mm. went. Yeah. Or if you're Saturday morning cuddling. Oh, yeah, 457 well, Maybe he's not listening to Saturday sports morning radio cuddles. anymore. God. Uh, what dear. a day that'd be. Mm. Rocky on the text line. At oh, cafes, this is a good one. At cafes, usually couples deciding what to order was stuck behind two pairs for about 15 minutes this morning. <laughs> Insufferable love. Rocky. Yeah. Were they reciting poems to each other, Rocky? Oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about, you get, too. And you, oh, and you get to the front, and one of them is right, yep, bacon and egg roll, latte, thanks. I was going ha- oh, to have that. And oh, then the yeah. other one goes, oh, should I? What should I? Oh, should no. we have the same, or should we have something different? Don't, don't then I can to... have a little bit of that, and then you can have a little bit of this. Don't forget to check if it's got gluten in it. Has it got nuts in it? Oh, I can't have that. Has it got balsamic uh. glaze? 
Oh no! Oh, I had that last time. What do you, what do you oh, mean you I had that last time? I saw such and such, and they took a send a photo of this last time, and oh, maybe I'll, uh, oh, maybe they don't have. Or was that a different cafe? Uh, Rocky, we're with you, buddy. I'm with you. It's painful. We've got Tristan Melahan from TopSport.com.au on the way. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Just before we get to Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au, Richie from the Central Coast is on the line. Morning, Richie. How are things? Yeah, good boys. Yourself? Yeah, Excellent. good. What's doing? Uh, washing the car at the minute. Excellent. Saturday morning yeah, car washing. Hey, um, shout out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I just did the lawn, so I'm under the car Beautiful. now. Hey, um, I heard you saying before you were going to make it some sort of cuddle club or something. Mm-hmm. That, uh, don't go doing that to us because I'm about to need your tips. On lawn? On lawn. Oh, yeah, no, no. No, we just fluff around with that a little bit, mate. We're not. We're the, we're the mowers. And over the hey. next month, our mowing tips will be very, very beneficial to our mowers' fraternity. Oh, good. Well, I'll tell you one thing I brought me unstuck with. I went in to get a whippersnipper like a month or so, and I got in, I was like, oh, no, I want a Toro. I mean, so they're real good. The, mate, the bloke goes, uh, Toro don't make with the snippers, mate. I was like, oh, good. What a goose. Not yet. Not yet. I think they're in development. So, I think yeah, they're in development. So but you've got a mower, mate. though. You've got, got a Toro mower. Yeah, and, and yeah, the Toro mower. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, mate. I don't have a blower. I'm, I'm going to get one, I think. Yeah, get, yeah, get a blower. It makes life so much easier and enjoyable. Blower and with the snipper pack. Yeah. Bring one of them out. We'll speak to our people at Toro. Right, we know people. Richie, enjoy your afternoon. Yep, good luck, mate. Good luck you with too, the car wash as well. Thanks for listening. He's, he's got a big uh, couple of minutes ahead, Richie, as well, because the car be wash. Be careful there, Richie. If you go the mow yeah. onto the – if he's washing the mow car, car in wash. the driveway or yeah. – you can't wash the car on the freshly cut lawn because you just get saggy bits. You never wash a car never. on a lawn. Is that in the – is that new bylaw? One hundred percent, it's in the bylaw. That has to be. I never thought that. You can't. No. You can't. Soap suds, no good for the growth. Nah. You can't wash of, your car on the lawn. Saturday morning mowers. Exactly. New bylaw. Tristan Melahan from topsport.com.au. Do you, do you agree with that? He doesn't wash his car. I, I certainly agree with that. But yeah. Where do you I wash your seven car cars, lawn? Right, yeah. <laughs> Where do you wash yours? <laughs> <laughs> what part of the acre, what bit of the acreage do you wash your seven cars? <laughs> When, when, when it decides to rain, I'll leave the car parked outside somewhere on a Friday night. That's normally when it gets a wash. <laughs> Good to have mates, isn't it, Tristan? <laughs> hey, I pumped him up last week. He knows we're mates. <laughs> of course, of course. But yeah, you, it's not, no point lying. It's the truth, though. <laughs> Owns it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> What's that? It, oh, T.I. It ain't tricking if you got it. That's the... Hey, Tristan... I thought of this on the way in this morning. Before we get to the odds for all the, the, the footy this afternoon, we'll nick stupid multi and, and my bet as well. I'm not going to stop a horse, by the way. I'm going to stick solid with the, the, the anytime goal scorers in the Premier League. So I'll test the Wi-Fi a bit later on. No horse floats are like, pulling over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person driving a horse to a uh, that might be listening right now is now honking their horn in celebration. Chance. We've all got a chance. <laughs> We're back. Um, what is the weirdest bet in terms of a sporting event that you've taken in the last seven days? Like like Latvian table tennis, I'm thinking Be here. Careful like, what you ask for here. What? <laughs> Be careful what you ask for here. Because I've sat there and I've seen them. I, I, yeah. What's the weirdest? Well, I, I, the, 
the one that stands out in my mind that wasn't in the last seven days. Yeah, it was one when I was there. Exactly. Here, exactly. The sumo wrestling. And a, um, a bloke had 50000 on a bloke at a dollar ten, Or not a bloke. I wouldn't call him a bloke. A big Japanese man uh, at, a, at, a dollar, at a dollar ten, And uh, saluted and got the chocolate. So this uh, is I don't true. know if you or what the... It's true story. True. <laughs> Sitting on the couch, Tristan comes... Have a look at this. <laughs> Someone's had 50000 on a sumo wrestling so we're, belt. We're flicking through KO trying to find the sumo. <laughs> we need to watch this. <laughs> we needed to see if it had started, if it had finished, if it was, uh, yeah, and we're trying to work out, trying to do the form very quickly. We so, did no, try that, was, uh, that was certainly the, uh, the, the, the wildest bet we've taken in recent times. So, yes, gamble responsibly. On anything. Outstanding. Uh the footy, the Savo, Manly's back in action, but we'll probably skip over that one because the Sharks are probably into <laughs> well, about a dollar oh four. Given uh, I was going to say that the second most uh, silliest bet we've taken is a couple of people that have managed to stump up and back the Seagulls this weekend because I think that's uh, it's a very uh, very hard game for them this weekend. Four dollars sixty to Seagulls, a dollar twenty one Cronulla, and fourteen and a half is the line. Jeez. And now it's not a tax deduction; it's, it's not a donation. <laughs> they do know that, don't they? <laughs> they ring up and ask for a receipt. Can I have a receipt for that donation? Para dogs first up. Um, what's the the market saying there? Yeah, dollar. There's been a push. I, I thought, oh, and I'm a terrible judge, but I thought the other uh, bulldogs were a chance about an hour ago. But there's been a big push for Parramatta. I think it's because Mitch Moses has been confirmed in. So the Eels into a dollar thirty three. The Bulldogs three dollars forty and a flat line of ten. Uh, one eighty five the minus one ninety five the plus. So. Certainly a big push uh, for the Eels. They need to win this game because they've got a couple of tough games to finish the season. And if they do drop a couple, then Canberra might be able to pip them for the finals. And Roosters and yes. Tigers a bit later on. Now, a few theories floating about is that the, the teams that are pushing towards the finals are going to uh, are going to do a number on the teams that are you know just counting the days until the, the, the off-season trip, the, the the Mad Monday and whatever follows off that. Now, we saw it last night in action with the Cowboys um, giving it to the Warriors. Same thing the market's saying that the Roosters are going to do to the Tigers later on at the SCG? Yeah, certainly. The market's already moved a uh, long, long way. It's gone from 18 and a half out to 22 and a half. 106 the Roosters, $10 the Tigers. The other thing with these games in these lopsider matches, the punters are taking the overs in, okay. uh, in total points because they're expecting... Uh, Obviously, the teams that are short price favourites to, to put up a big number, but also you know, some attacking football from the sides that are out of contention as well. So that, that totals up near 50 as well. Oh, that is a big total. Mm. That is. Uh, Sunday, we'll quickly get through those. Probably the biggest one is the Raiders still holding on to faint chance of, of top eight. They take on the Knights. Yeah, I think they've got more than a faint chance yeah. because they're going to be, I feel like, less in. than a dollar. Dollar thirty-five in every one of their games, yep. and they're a dollar thirty-two in this match against the Knights, three forty-five. And obviously, you know, there's been a bit of off-field turmoil there for Newcastle. Eleven and a half is the line. Um, with the other games they've got, I think Manly next week, and and then another very winnable game at the end of the season. So, um, if if they can win all three, and and one of those sides above them drop a couple, then it certainly uh, certainly opens the door up for them to sneak into the eight. Yeah, it does. Uh, in the AFL, there's a few, a couple of games today I want to touch on. The Fremantle-Giants uh, game, important for the Dockers to get a win? Yeah, it is. If, if they win, then they are a good chance to sneak into that top four. $1.48, the Dockers, two sixty-five GWS have been a bit better in the last fortnight. They had a good win against... It was Essendon two weeks ago, and then pushed uh, pushed the uh, the doggies uh, all the distance there last weekend. So they've been a much more competitive outfit in the last fortnight. And then the uh, the 
Big news of the new coach signing for the Kangaroos. It'll be interesting if they're up and about. If they win, they can get off the bottom of the ladder as well against the Suns. And it's 3.30, the Kangaroos, 1.35, Gold Coast, and 22.5, the line. Richmond-Essendon, that'll be another one. Big week for Essendon. See how they uh, how they stump up and, and take on the Tigers, who are in the finals, but we'll just want to try and uh, get a good finishing spot. Yeah, they, they do. So they're $1.32 favourites to the Tigers, 3.45 Essendon, 24.5. So it'll be interesting how the Bombers go. It's been a tough week for them. Um, you know, they, they, they were pretty good running into the back end of the season until they uh, dropped the ball against Port Adelaide. So it'll be interesting if they show up and uh, it'll be interesting what the, uh, the coaching situation looks like in a week or so. Now, Sunday's games, and these draws were done a little while ago, but it couldn't have ended the, a better way of these games ending up. So Hawthorne play the Western Bulldogs. So if the Western Bulldogs win, they move to 48 points equal with Carlton. So a big one for the Western Bulldogs first. It is. It's a massive game, and there's that little bit of uh, percentage, but I don't think that's going to have too big an impact. They're a $1.42 favourite, so they just need to get the job done. 290 Hawthorne and 17 and a half is the line. If they cover the line, then I think that puts them in a in a very good spot in terms of the making up the the percentage, the percentage. and then the all important game. Oh, it's massive. There'll be 80,000 people. There has to be. Has to be. And uh, last time they had a big crowd like that for the home and away. It was uh, Essendon and Collingwood. And we know how that game finished. Mm. And uh, it was a do- it's a dollar 88 Carlton, 195 Collingwood. Oh. Now Collingwood, all the focus is on Carlton obviously to win to get in the top eight, yeah. but. Collingwood need to win to get in the top four as well. So it's a massive game for both sides. One and a half is the line. So I think all eyes will be glued to the game at Launceston and then straight over to the MCG afterwards. We'll be in the last game on the Sunday. The Swans need a big win uh, to jump back into second uh, after the, the Lions uh, got, uh, got folded by Melbourne yesterday. Yeah, keep an eye on uh, Nick's Twitter there for the uh, progressive percentage <laughs> updates. And it's $1.33 Sydney, $3.60 St Kilda, and 21 and a half is the line. St Kilda would be some real rough chance yeah. to make the finals if there was uh, a lottery of results. But I think their season's probably going to be done and dusted. And then, as you say, it'll be all eyes on Sydney to win by a big enough margin to get that home final in, uh, in, 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 in uh, week one. Now, on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, it's time for Nick's Stupid Multi. What are you, stupid? What's the matter with you? Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Are you crazy or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid as a stupid does, sir. Nothing stupid about this one. And it's not a multi. Really? And we all know what happens when my man's in contention. Oh, here we go. When my man's not in again. contention. Not again. We invest. Oh, my goodness. We, we go down this, this slippery slope one more time. And the great man is two shots <laughs> off the lead, Rory McIlroy at the BMW Championship. Made some really stupid mistakes. Made triple on a par three yesterday. Bogey to par five today. He's two shots off the lead. And at the moment, as I bring up the topsport.com.au app, he is $8.25. So I'll have my $100 on that. Thank you very much. And just... And maybe the stupidity of it comes because last time you bet against an Aussie leading the tournament, <laughs> he was won. Cam Smith was leading the tournament, <laughs> and now Adam Scott is leading the tournament at ten under uh, at ten dollars. So, but yeah, Rory, eight dollars twenty-five. He started slowly, but he's uh, he's, he's, he's coming building. back. So eight twenty-five. Can uh, can we get on? Can I change my bet to, to Adam, Adam Scott? Scott? <laughs> <laughs> maybe no, I should have had fifty each. But anyway, I no. won't. I won't. I'll stay out of that. Um, good luck with that. Thank you. Uh, chasing. Chasing lost money. It's always an interesting proposition when it's you It's not gamble. mine. Yeah. <laughs> True. Good point. Good point. And we do it responsibly. Yeah. Of I'll, I'll cheer for Rory this weekend. Yeah. Just in a major against an Adam Aussie. Scott, yeah. Never again. All right? Okay.
Is that in the bylaws? Of Banned. The, it's a stupid multi. Okay. Banned. Uh, again, I'm going to check. Uh, check the Wi-Fi um, connection there at uh, Top Sport Towers, please, Tristan. <laughs> so anytime goal scorer Spurs Wolves, which is the 9.30 p.m. kickoff in the eastern side of Australia this evening. <laughs> Love this time of year when you get a 9.30 kickoff in the Prem. Yes. And we've got Spurs taking on Wolves at home, and I will go anytime goal scorer Son Hyung Min for Tottenham. As $2 about him. $2 about Ooh. him into... A man who scored last week, but let down by fellow Brazilian Philip Coutinho in the Bournemouth Arsenal game, which is the not so nice kickoff time of two thirty a.m. on Sunday. But so if you get the first leg, then you got to be up and you got to watch it. Don't think I will be. <laughs> I'll just get up and check the app. And the first thing in the I morning, could, I could be up. <laughs> Gabriel Jesus, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Gabriel Jesus to score for Arsenal away to Bournemouth. Anytime goal scorer. There we go. So that all up works out at three dollars sixty. About the two two superstars there for uh, Son Hoon Min and Gabriel Jesus. So we'll pop that on for for your bet, Adam. Little chip away, chip away. Uh, racing today. Yes. Group One racing uh, returns to Randwick. Animo, the favourite in the Winx Stakes, but uh, interesting race, isn't it, Tristan? With uh, a lot of hopes uh, who are resuming and looking for big springs. Yeah, very interesting race and big race day. Uh, even bigger race day. We've got a highway going around and no King's Trust that's just about to jump <laughs> yeah. out of the, uh, the the barriers there at Randwick. But the uh, yeah, the, the group one is the Wink Stakes where Animo has been very well backed in recent times. A lot of best of the best money for Animo. It's been two sixty into two dollars forty. I think Mawanga, the toppy, is a chance of causing an upset first up, first up out of the Annabelle Nisham Yard. But this is always a fascinating race day because you've got some horses that you know, have their eyes on prizes probably later and deeper into the spring. And then you've got some of the uh, the horses that you know are going for these big races and might be set for them. So you can sometimes get a few results early in the carnival when you're just trying to work out the pattern of where the uh, horses are going to. So... Um, yeah, it's going to be a cracking day. We've got a good couple of races in Melbourne as well, yeah. the Carline Stakes too. So, um, yeah, good racing all around the nation, and we're getting ready for the features and only just around the corner. A few scratchings just quickly down there at Mooney Valley. Heavy eight at the moment? Yeah, heavy eight. There. A few of the races, there's been a bit uh, taken off them. Uh, just one yeah. of the races in particular is the uh, the, the Chandler McLeod, yeah. the gold trip. Is uh, it, it was a firm favourite, and and Mancayans now gone four eighty into a dollar seventy just purely on the back of those scratchings. Yep. So we've got one, two, five of them out. So that field's been significantly reduced to a five horse field. So yeah, unfortunately the uh, the conditions aren't as good as what we'd like to start things off. But hopefully they'll uh, the, the good tracks will be just around the corner. Anything for you, Shake? Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al McMillan. You forgot last week, and it nearly saluted. So <laughs> yeah, be careful. I, I did. I did. I, I forgot last week. Well, we, we had we got a greyhound double. One of them, unfortunately, has already run and got a big check in the uh, national straight championships. The one we spoke about last week. We broke the track was, record. Uh, Sacred. Yes, broke the track record and finished last. So there you go. You got penthouse to that other place very quickly in, in ownership. But we've got Bandit Ned going around in Wenty tonight, which uh, is also in in a, in a good race. It's in race eight, number eight. And it's uh, two dollars eighty drawn out of his favourite box number eight. So if you oh. if you're up and about and wanting a little investment on the dish liquors, race eight number eight band at Ned tonight. What time? It is on at eight thirty. Okay, so, that's um, you'll be able to prime time viewing. Build a bank before your uh, your, your first uh, first soccer league. He's going to run around with a helmet in, in you know to our little helmeted man Jamie Soward. <laughs> <laughs> Very much good to. <laughs> uh, Tristan Mellahan from topsport.com.au. Thank you for joining us once again on the show. And, uh, yeah, have a good day. Thanks, guys. Speak to you next week.
Yeah, Tristan Merlham from topsport.com.au, home of the top sports betting multi-gamble. Responsibly call 1-800-858-858. Feeling good about my uh, multi now after speaking to Alex, the big football fan out the front there. Who he knows everything about it. All over crunch time, which is coming up at uh, midday here on SEN. He's saying Sun Hyung Min, the first leg, way unders at $2 the price. So That's not good. Actually, no, it isn't. Is it? I thought he meant that. <laughs> you can listen to the uh, EPL on yes. SCN as well. Yeah, you can. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. We have everything deals. Here. We have yeah. everything. It's maybe be great. maybe we could get the semi wrestling when next time someone has a bet at top spot with Tristan. We can. I can't believe that. Yeah. You're sitting there, there and you go fifty grand on a <laughs> sumo wrestling. Might have been a big sumo fan though. So. Did he yeah. win? Did it salute? Yeah. Right. So Did you watch the bet? Though? What? Did you watch the bet? No, we can find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it sucks when you're betting on stuff you can't even watch. Like definitely those like but ping you, pong no, leagues. We weren't so betting; we... they were betting. In... Oh, Tristan right. took the bet. Just about the uh, so the women's final. Has Courtney Conlog won uh, yep. the women's final at Chopu in Tahiti. <laughs> yeah, uh, at Brees. Lake somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, so this, the final of the men's is on. Have a look at him just looking out there into the rise and going, wave, hello. So this is a, a local guy who's in at the moment. So he's an event wildcard. Oh, he won the trials, Cooley Vast. Yep. Um, local knowledge. Local knowledge, yeah, yeah paying off. Well, they've got over in uh, Tiapu, they've got a lot of local guys and they're really young who dominate when the surf gets really good over there. And then on the other side of that is Miguel Pupo. Now, I think... If Miguel Pupo wins this, he might have a shot at the top five. So he might be making finals day in a month's time. But we're just seeing now Courtney Conlog from the US getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first time the women were at Tahiti since uh, 2006, I believe. And there's, it's important for the women to sort of be out there at Tahiti is because the Olympics in Paris, the surfing element of it is going to be in Taupo. Okay. So French they're going to have to. Uh, okay. They're going to calling it. a calling a spade a spade. They some of the surfers struggled in the bigger waves, so it's going to be interesting to see how. Because at the Olympics, it's not all the world tour surfers. It's made up from people from yeah, different absolutely. countries, so they might not have the pedigree. So it's going to be uh, an interesting one for the more Olympic of a random games. competition. Mm. Yeah, mm, but then we got a text on the text line, and and one of the. Loyal listeners uh, to SEN is Muzz. Yes. And he, he's asking you a question there, Nick. He is. He uh, is. It concerns me that we have kicked over 250 behinds this season, which is simply not good enough. Swans. He's talking about. And will cost us greatly in percentages and games in the finals. Cheer, cheer, the red and the white from Muzz. Yeah. Aren't you the kicking coach no. down there? With my newfound role as head of academy, I've been able to fulfill the role as Swans goal kicking coach this year. So there's your answer, Muzz, pretty much. No Nicholas, no goggles. So you just bag the bloke who's now doing your job. Probably. That's how you got a job here. <laughs> Who'd I bag? I don't know. <laughs> how do you find nah. it when you commentate Swans matches, given you're on the payroll and you call it here for SEN, and you try to call it as you see it? Yeah. But if you see something that ordinarily you would hop into, but do you have to no. just lift no. the handbrake a little bit? No. No, I, I need to be aware of some IP that I know of. And be make sure total game plans don't go out. But mm. um, when I walk back down to the rooms and see the the Swans boys, I will go, "Oh, geez, I give you a rap today." Oh, geez, oh, what about that drop mark? I give it to you. Um, it's okay. Yeah, it's a good relationship. Okay, 
I do enjoy it. Enjoy the halftime <laughs> offering. Who's um, sausage rolls? Who's more like keeping their secrets close to the chest? Uh, T. Robinson or Horse? For just like with IP or not letting stuff get out. Not stuff get out, but just like commenting on the team. Uh, horse, Horse, probably. Probably's pretty good. But you, you don't really commentate on rugby league, do you? No, I don't. I could grill you about the city roosters here and you'd give me duck eggs. Yeah. There's not much to grill you about at the moment because they're going okay. They're going great. A couple so, of kick tries tonight be good. A couple of kick tries. Yes. What do you think, Oliver? How'd you go up? with James the other day? James Tedesco, who I caught up for for Code Sports, codesports.com.au. There you go. There's a, actually a feature going up in about 20 minutes on the great Russ Bray, who we had on the show last week. So... <laughs> James Tedesco had a chat to him. Um, thank you, Nick, for the uh, the little in- bit of intel about the preparation that he mm. goes through. Meticulous. Very meticulous talking to him. So that'll be up <laughs> next week. It's very, I told you it was. It's, whoa. It's mind-blowingly meticulous. So it's not like just rock up on a weekend and, oh, look, James Tedesco caught that ball on the full. Well, he anticipated that well. There's a bit that goes into there that. Is. We won't ruin it. We won't ruin it. But what I want to talk about is <clears> – <throat> Who, like you love your NFL, Yep, that's the standard in terms of, especially quarterbacks. It's like every week they're studying for an yeah, exam. Yeah, yeah. Who's the guy above all who will like put in countless hours in front of a laptop with coaches, with the playbook, studying opposition, studying his own team's offensive line just to be ready for a weekend? Is it T. Brady or someone else? Um. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's Brady. He He's all over it, but he's got a lot of his own – He's been there for a long time. Mm. And we we spoke about it two weeks ago, the Kyler Murray one, where he's got in his contract that he needs to do a certain amount of, of video analysis in the NFL. That's been taken out, though, it's since, been ta- hasn't it? It's been removed and maybe put somewhere else. <laughs> 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 Just on a post-it note somewhere. Do many f- league or AFL players do much prep in terms yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah, there's team prep, individual prep. I know uh, there's team prep, but individual I, prep for their role. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, AFL, let's go rugby league rise. Look, you, Joseph Manu will be doing stuff on on Tigers left edge, Sawali, Tigers left edge, that are attacking defense. Mm. Um, and then there's the team portion of it. There'll be individual roles for the Josephs, and then the combined right edge role, and then the team role. Um, and then in the AFL, the same thing. Dame Rampy would be the defensive coach at the Swans. Would give him sort of two or three matchups that he would have. Mm-hmm. Potentially coming up against St Kilda, and he'll Max King uh, for Dame Rampy, for instance, and he'll do individual um, film study of him, and then there'll be the defensive team stuff that they'll go into, and then the full team stuff. So there's a bit that that does go into it. Okay, and there's a lot, and it has improved a lot. Like the the camera cover, what's happened with um, increased broadcast deal, it's put more cameras there that the the football clubs can access. Yeah, in regard in, in for coaching and development. Yeah, because league's a bit different to say, a, I'll go back to football again. Look, the best way to analyse a game in football is to have the wide camera of the whole. Yeah. Yep. And I guess it's the same in AFL. Yep, absolutely. Like you, you, you're tied in stuff with tackling and everything, mm-hmm. but you're, you're wide, your wide angle over the top. Yep. It's a thing called ProZone, which tracks absolutely everything. There's other products out there now that, yeah, footy clubs, football clubs and footy clubs, Heavily invested yeah. now. Yeah, it's a- AFL clubs. Well, if you're reviewing a game, is exclusively from behind the goals vision. Yeah, like full ground behind the goals. Full vision. ground. Whereas back when I first started, it was just 
pure camera, uh, television camera, and yeah. you're like, well, get away with a bit here. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> Whose man was that was running through? And you're like, eh, eh, but you would know. You would like, if, yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm going to stop here because if I keep running, I'm going to get in the camera vision and <laughs> they're going to be able to pinpoint it was me. So if you stayed at least 20 metres behind the ball, yeah, whose man was that? I don't know. I don't know whose man was that. And the other trick was that if someone kicked a goal, don't go and stand next to them at the next centre bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, massive yeah now this morning mm. after sitting uh, at under eight soccer in the freezing cold in Newey, um, went to Macca's drive through and sat in one of the lanes for 10 minutes because I was on the counter that forgot to pay any attention to the left lane when the two oh, are the... served. Oh, that's a, <clears throat> oh, that's again, ball breaker. You've got to look in front, understand what sort of, yeah, what movements are happening? What, movement, and... what sort of car there is? I have because we spoke about the, the, the we think I thought if the the people mover is there, you don't go in that lane because it's going to be a big order. Yeah, it's a hundred and twenty dollar order. It's a hundred and twenty dollar order. Yeah, yeah. And then they check. Yeah. And they, they get handed three bags in the window. They're like, oh, no, my chips aren't in there. And then you go, oh, go go back. Is there anything more deflating than oh, getting up there no. and going? Oh, can you just pull over into the <laughs> oh. <laughs> the holding bay? That's a deflating feeling. That's stupid. Why does that happen? What's more deflating, getting told that or looking at the bottom of the chip bag after finishing your chips and seeing nothing that's spilled out? Or getting the half serve. Going to a McDonald's. Yeah. Morissette McDonald's. I'm thinking of you and wanting a thick shake and... The thick shake machine not working. Saving yourself from yourself there, Nick. Then they I are saving. But then I ordered another cheeseburger. I supplemented that thick shake with a cheeseburger. Ah, oh, dear. We're back in a moment to wrap the show up, and you got, you're got you on pump-up song duties today, Nicholas. Am I? So think okay. long and hard. Back in a moment. If you need to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back. Wrapping things up uh, for another week on the Mowers Club and um, having a look at uh, what's happening in Tahiti. So this is the local boy. Um, we now cross yeah. to our surfing correspondent, Nathan. Hey. From yeah. Narrabeen? 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 No, no, no. You're further south, aren't you? Freshy. Okay, Adam. Wow. I thought you'd know I where I we... live, mate. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you live. Whoa. I know okay. it's on the northern beach somewhere. I don't, I don't know where Nick lives. You know, he's down in Shelbyville down there somewhere. Mm, true, true, true. Uh, yeah, so with the final, the final's still got about 28 minutes to go. Miguel Pupo, who's from Brazil, mm-hmm. he's got a good score so far. Uh, but the local boy, Carly Vast from Tahiti, he is in the final and he got smoked. He just got smoked. The dude on the the screen right now. Straight around. So he sits out the back and just describes things from like an up close and personal view. That's happening there. Uh, is yep. that your dream job, Gibber, to do that? Um, no, I'd probably sitting where you're sitting, Adam. Okay. <laughs> 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 Which um, I do week some week yeah. nights. Ah, uh, no. Um, yes, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, following the world tour around would be awesome. Yep. They have a few guys who write for the WSL: Luke Kennedy, um, Ronnie Blakey. Probably be one of those two guys. But they write stories for the WSL. Yeah, so they just write like you know articles about how the how the day's gone. They'll probably interview a few people. So the WSL's in-house media. But, nah. That's a good gig, actually. Oh, 100%. No, the CPL. Laura McGoldrick talking about the CPL. 
I want to rub shoulders with Danny Morrison in, in the commentary box there. That Caribbean be, Premier League, yeah. Oh, that would be yeah. unbelievable. What would be your dream gig, Nicholas, oh. in sports media? Uh, go and cover there, yeah, Nick. Go and cover breakfast that. Breakfast with Vossi and Dave. Breakfast, yeah. <laughs> 4 a.m. alarm clock. Yeah, Sounds like do that. Spirit of Sport with Nick Davis. Ton of Spirit fun. of Sport. The long lunch is back next couple of weeks. Second and Fridays. Yeah. Back. So that's the dream gig. No. Anything in the whole world. The long you lunch? Do. No. Yeah. <laughs> I would be uh I'd be with Jim Nance at the Masters. Oh yes. <laughs> Fair enough. And we're now across to the thirteenth hole. Yeah, Rory. And Nick Davis has got the coverage. Yeah, Rory. Rory's ten shots in front. Love you, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just chucked it into the bunda. <laughs> What about you? Double, triple, well, triple. I've already triple. been to Wimbledon. I've already <laughs> been to the championships. Uh, I would like to, from February to May, go to all the big Champions League games. It's just like a sideline correspondent. So you don't have to do much. Just do a few interviews and just want to tell everyone, who, the best just tell everyone the who won. Yeah, exactly. Well done today. Yeah, thanks. How'd you find it out there? Good. Getting ready for next week. What was the coach's message at halftime? <laughs> Basic. Yeah, bat pad media. That, that question is the I don't know what to ask, so I'll just lean on this one. What the coach say at halftime? What the coach say at halftime to change the mentality of the team or keep things going? Imagine if the athlete went back. What, did, what would you have said to us at halftime? <laughs> oh, the question to the question. Question to the question. Ooh, question to the question. Yeah, you say I don't know. I'm not. I'm what not do here you to think? Tell the story. <laughs> what do you think? What yeah, that would be the dream gig to, to follow <laughs> that for three months. You know which movie I'm referencing. <laughs> also. Anyway, what do you uh, think? What's on the Savo, gents? Um, might strike up the Toro. Yeah, fire it up, fire it up, and then SCG, Roosters Tigers. Of course, In last the coaching game, box. Though. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pump for it. So, Gibbo. I'm, I'm going well, to we'll uh, go. I'm going to go surping. Surping. And then uh, my mate's DJing tonight at a party that starts at 10 p.m. and goes till midday tomorrow. Where so is it? Where's that give party? Give a shout-out. Can uh, we all go there? <laughs> yeah, it's the, the Bridge Hotel in Roselle. Tickets are 50 bucks. I tried to get like a few Cover charge. Tickets, and it's just like, mate, are you serious? Well, surely like, we've just given it a pump up. Surely you get a free one now. Oh, I, I feel like the Venn diagram of people who listen to SEN and go to deep house gigs probably, probably not too big. I'll stick with Lincoln Park. Have they got a license to stay open all that time? 24-hour license. Oh, the Bridge Hotel in Roselle does it most weekends. Fair enough. It just goes forever. Hey, if you're up at about 3.30 tomorrow morning, you're a bit bored, head to the Bridge Hotel and Gibbo will be there holding up the bar and enjoying himself to his mate's DJ set. With the uh, EPL coverage on my end. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're still going, you will be a little bit like this song. This is Numb from Lincoln Park. Enjoy your weekend mowers. Happy mowing. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.